The state of emergency that is affecting 17 states is being expanded. Several states are now declaring their own states of emergency as around 1,000 gas stations are out of gas. And the strangest, creepiest thing about it is the media keeps saying it's not happening. There was one tweet I saw earlier from a public figure who said that in Asheville, they, they called 10 different stations, gas stations, and they were told there's no gas. But on the, on the local news on NPR, nothing. New York Times put out a tweet saying there's no long lines nothing. Meanwhile, if you look at social media, you can see people are actually starting to freak out. Now, this may just be panic buying. And there are some photos showing that may be the case. Or it could be that we are now going into, what is it, day five or so? It was last Friday this hack occurred. They've shut it down and people are, well, maybe the gas isn't going out. And I'll tell you what's really interesting about this is there were stories a few weeks ago predicting that there was going to be a gas shortage. CNN reported on this. The Guardian reported on this. Fox reported on this. And all of a sudden now this, this cyber attack happens, which is really, really just crazy timing, I should say, uh, you know, at the very least. But it's more than just this gas shortage. We've got an escalating crisis now between Israel and Gaza. A 13-story residential building was on video. You see it just, uh, it blows up, falls over. Things are getting crazy out there. And now we're going to get weird and wild because apparently there is a solar storm on the way expected to slam into the planet. I am not exaggerating. Wow. Man, talk about it's been a crazy week. We got a border crisis. We got inflation. We got mass exodus from the job market. We've got gas shortages. There's a massive drought in California. A solar storm is coming. War in the Middle East. Jeez. Should we talk about some movies or something and get away from all this? No, we're going to get serious. Um, perfect timing. Joining us today is uh, our good friend, Daniel Turner, who is a, an expert on all things energy related. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, Daniel Turner, Power of the Future. Um, it is great to be here for the third time. And when we when you invited me back, which I'm always grateful to be here, this had not yet happened. So it really is kind of crazy that that this is happening, it's, and this is my forte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's like you know talk of the Green New Deal and and you know some other stories. I was like, oh, so we'll you know we'll we'll have, we'll have Daniel come down. We'll we'll talk about whatever because you you talk about everything else as well, just general politics. And then it's like we're like, who do we have? We, we need to get somebody who's like good, you know, talking about energy and and these. Oh, we're good. We we're, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> we're all bucked up. Great. Uh, it's kind of not a good thing, but, uh, no, it's just good timing. And so it's <laughs> right, great, right, right, great right. to be back here. Thanks for having right me on, on again. I have so many things to say. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. keep it short for now. I'm Ian Crossan coming at you from IanCrossan.net. What's up, everybody? Hello. And I'm excited to hear what Ian has to say tonight. I'm just in the corner pushing the buttons for the show. Don't forget to go to TimCast.com and become a member by clicking the members only button. And you'll get access to our exclusive members only segments from the members area. Man, uh, you know, aside from all of those other crazy things I'm mentioning, we still have censorship, which is a very real problem. As most of you know, you know, we got uh, my, my personal Facebook page has put, been put under restrictions by Facebook. So in the event that we get banned or whatever, you can find us here. But with your help by becoming a member, we're going to do a lot to expand. We're looking at funding sitcoms. We're going to do new shows. We've got the vlog, obviously. We're going to do a lot more. And it's, it's thanks to you. So let's just jump into the news now. The first story we have is from the Daily Mail, Virginia, Georgia, and North Carolina declare state of emergency over gas shortages after colonial pipeline hack as 1,000 fuel stations run dry in Southeast as people panic by. They say Ralph Northam and Brian Kemp, governors of Virginia and Georgia, declared a state of emergency on Tuesday. On Monday, the governor of North Carolina, Roy Cooper, took a similar step to deal with the fuel crisis. Now, they go on to mention a lot of stuff most of us already know, that the pipeline was hacked. It's ransomware. It's the largest pipeline in the country. I'm not entirely convinced. I, th- I think we're being lied to by the government. You know, so we heard from the, from a DHS, uh, one of the people, spokesperson people from the DHS, there's no shortage. 
We're seeing the New York Times say there's no long lines. There was another story. I can't remember which outlet it was saying there's, there's no long lines. Everyone calm down. But here's what I find strange. The Daily Mail is reporting it's panic buying. Mm. Why, why is it so heavily prominent in North Carolina? Is it just something about people in North Carolina where they're more prone to panic and buying? Is it just panic buying? I don't know. What do you think? I don't know um, why North Carolina in particular. I will say um, in the, the region of the country where I live and even coming here tonight, every gas station I passed had very long lines. You don't live far away from us. No. and Everybody and, knows where we live, by the way, just so you know. And I filled up this morning. I got up early because I saw the news last night, and I've been following this, and I thought, you know what? I'm just uh, going to get up. And first thing I did was I took my car. Uh, I took the other car. I took our gas cans, and I just filled up everything just to be safe. So was I panic buying? Absolutely. I was. I'm sure a lot of people are doing the same. But – it raises a larger question about infrastructure. And, and just think a couple of weeks ago when the media cycle was easier, right? It's amazing how crazy and how fast the media cycle goes. Yeah. When, when the president introduces infrastructure bill and everyone began joking, saying healthcare is infrastructure and poetry is infrastructure and childhood dreams are infrastructure. No, this really is infrastructure. Like infrastructure is infrastructure. And the, I think one of the biggest challenges I have in my industry is that Oil and gas isn't always sexy. Energy isn't always sexy. It's not titillating. It's not guns. It's not abortion. No, no, no. It's no not, half the country hates it. But, but boy, oh, boy, is it really the lifeblood of our economy, and we're getting a taste of what happens when, when it's tinkered with. This is what, what freaks me out. You, saw, you, you, you remember when Greta Thunberg was like, we're not talking about 2030 or 2022. We want right now. Yes. Shut it down. You got it. Look what's happening yep. when there's just... Forty-five percent of the supply on the on the south on the east coast and the southeast is disrupted. This is what happens. What do you think would happen if they actually got their way and shut down everything? Yeah, exactly. And 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 we have a larger energy infrastructure problem because most of us, most of our refining happens in very strategic areas, right? The, the refining happens in the Gulf because historically. We imported most of our oil. It was cheaper to bring it in by barge, so you wanted it by the water. And the eastern seaboard, because it was coming from from uh, uh, the Middle East, the eastern seaboard was all really expensive real estate, so there was nowhere to go. So they went around Florida, and they ended they ended up in the Gulf Coast, and that's where the refining is. And if you see a map of the refineries and then a map of the pipelines, pipelines everywhere, but there really is just one pipeline from the Gulf Coast all the way, and that's the Colonial Pipeline, and it wow. is a major <clears throat> pipeline. Should we have built a second, a third, a fourth? Absolutely. Should we have refining in the Northeast? We should, but you also have to remember we refine a lot in the South because just in terms of chemistry, refining takes a lot of heat. It's less, of, uh, less expensive and more efficient to refine something that is already warm than to do it in a cold environment. So, of so, course, we refine in the south. So this is like the, the barges bring the raw, the crude petroleum. Yes. And these refineries turn it into other stuff the, like, like gas. What, what else do they make? The, 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 the crude that comes out of the ground is refined into literally hundreds of different products. So the, re, the reason why my organization, why, I, why we fight sometimes a lot of these re, uh, renewable fuel standards and cafe standards is not because we don't believe in, in, in protecting the environment, but because if you are – California, for example – has over 50 different blends of oil, right, for, for, different, for different seasons, for different vehicles. If you're a refinery and you have to produce 50 products, think of a bartender. 
it's a lot easier just to be pouring beers. But if you have to make 50 different cocktails, well, every time you've got to stop, you've got to switch. Well, every time you do that, it drives up the price a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. This one pipeline is bringing not just one type of fuel, but multiple types of fuels. And every state has their own special blend because a bunch of idiot politicians who know nothing about energy pass a law. They're like, we want the blend to look like this. And, and, and everyone claps. And that's so the now problem. They need, so, so this pipeline isn't just like one big tube. No. It's like a bunch of small tubes Absolutely. in a big tube. Exactly. A I, series I, of tubes. And they have said some of the smaller ones. And I forget what the, there is a phrase for it. And, and I don't know if they're called the ancillary ones, the, the secondary ones. But there is a phrase for them. A lot of those, the I forget. Oh, I wish I remember the names. A lot of them are starting to come online. But the big jammies, they're going to be offline for a little while. And that's really, really frightening. So I'm, I'm hearing uh, people are tweeting out that we're importing gas now from Europe. We're trying to bring in some energy. Is that true? Well, you know, this is where energy gets a little bit ugly because we've always imported, quote unquote, because we refine. So, for example, some of the big energy companies, companies really that don't like me necessarily because they don't, they will say you shouldn't ban uh, imports from the Middle East because we refine those those oil and this is bad for our company. And my response is. I'm not here for your company. I'm here what is good for America. And if importing oil from the Middle East is good for your company, what the heck do I care? Right? So, but if you're a refiner, do you want to buy Saudi oil at $9 a barrel? Or do you want to buy Permian Basin oil at $45 a barrel? I'll buy the Saudi oil. Well, that's not good for America. They would say, well, but it's good because then we sell it cheaper into the American grid at the expense of American energy interests. Right. So we do always import, quote unquote, because we refine it, but not on the Pacific coast. Alaska. How, think how crazy this is. Alaska sends its oil at this point now to China to be refined to come back to America because we can't <laughs> we can't build a refinery they, in the northwest. They do that with a lot of products. We can't build refineries in the Pacific Northwest. The very green groups that say we need to get off fossil fuels are making us go 9000 miles across the Pacific to refine in China. And by the way, the Chinese refineries are environmental standards you would not believe right oh Flaw- amazing oh gosh yes. <laughs> yeah. and then we barge it back to america but no, no no you you mean like awful oh my god yeah. it sounded like you're about to say they're so great <laughs> you would not believe how amazing all the nine-year-old girls that work in those refineries <laughs> they get paid at least a dollar a day oh, wow right exactly so so china then benefits from the fact that the green groups that don't allow us to build a refinery in america because it's bad for the environment same with the keystone pipeline Right, we the very first conversation I was here, Keystone had just Joe Biden shut it down. Right, is that oil not going to Houston? Of course, it's going to Houston, but it's going by train or by truck. I'm sorry, man, this is just infuriating me because you know what? I I referred to this today as a political drive-by. Yeah, you look at you look at uh, MSNBC and CNN. You have all of all of those viewers and voters stopped watching. Yeah. Now that Trump isn't president anymore, they based their vote off of hating somebody, not for something. Yeah. And the first thing we get now, a lot of people were in favor of Joe Biden shutting down Keystone. Now Keystone's shut down. A lot of union guys lost their jobs. And now we're in, we're, we're dealing with this crisis with the, with this pipeline. Well, they're coming out and saying there's no shortage. There's mm. no shortage. I don't, I don't, I don't I, I'm sorry if I don't believe them. No. I mean, there's a shortage at the gas stations. It's a fact. Yes. And for whatever reason, maybe it's panic or otherwise, they're not able to get the the, the fuel back up there. So even if it is panic, what do you think happens? Panic yeah. should be should be baked into the, the 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 plan. We should know if there is a disruption, panic happens. This well, is, thanks to Joe Biden, Keystone's not going to be available. It, it, it makes me think of don't buy them. We don't need you don't need a mask. Remember that right when it came out, Fauci was like Fauci said that you don't need a mask for two weeks. They didn't want to run on the masks. 
If they said there's an oil shortage, there would be a run on the oil. They don't want to run on the oil. Yeah. So, and so, and so, it, it's a good, it's a good point. Fauci came out and later and admitted we were concerned that medical professionals wouldn't get it. So we said that. And that's what I see now when the New York Times said there's no long lines. Mm. I think what happens is these people in media no longer is their job to inform the population so they can make decisions for themselves. They've become the, the, the self-appointed nannies of the state where the New York Times is like, just tell them nothing's happening so they stay home. But then people who pay attention, like, I mean, you had the biggest advantage. You're the energy guy, Daniel. So when this happened, you probably got word before anybody else. And you're like, better go to the gas station. People are like, what are you doing? Don't mind me. I'm just filling up all these tanks. I did tell my family very early on that they want to go. And I should have I made it more of a public announcement. But yeah, like a lot of this oh, is foreseeable. For it, no, of course. I, I know. But a lot of this is foreseeable. Um, and, and there is a supply issue, right? Keystone is a supply issue. As you reduce the supply of any good and the demand does not diminish, well, the price is going to escalate. So if you could say, well, I don't like Keystone, it's bad for the environment. I'm saying that when you take it away, you are causing a supply concern that's still coming. Like I said, it's coming by rail or it's coming by by car, uh, by truck, but that's expensive. So we are the goal. It takes fuel to do that. It does. Of course it does. Yeah. The goal of the, the, the one of the jobs of the president, and this is where I do lay this at the feet of President Biden. Did he cause the cyber attack? I lay this at the feet of President Biden because the president's we all know is extremely powerful and can send signals that can tank the stock market or can make industries go through the roof. Trump would tweet and people would become millionaires or lose a million dollars. And that is the power. And, 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 and for, for good or ill, that is the power of the president. Joe Biden has been sending signals since the campaign during transition and now as president, and he does not want to accept the consequences of those signals. So he signaled that he has no problem with any illegal immigrant coming across the border. What do we have now? Four and five times the record they're number wearing, of they're illegal those shirts. Biden, please let us in. He and sent then- a signal, right? And yeah. people listened and they responded. He sent a signal that Israel's not necessarily our friend. I know that's the next topic. He gave money back to the Palestinians, right? He re- sent, re- restarted that funding. He sent a signal that Israel is not our strategic partner. What's happening right now in Israel? He sent a signal on day one that energy infrastructure is not important. It's, he signed that Keystone thing. He sent a signal, and people are responding. I tweeted, you know, I guess build back better means crumbling infrastructure, crisis in the Middle East, mass yeah. exodus from the workforce, unemployment. And I get these lefties being like, it was, it was Trump's fault or whatever. And I'm like, oh, it's a magical coincidence yeah. that Biden's policy ending the executive orders from Donald Trump, the remain in Mexico, uh, uh, the, the, the migrant protection protocols remain in Mexico policy, or shutting down Keystone Pipeline, or the $300 unemployment stimulus. Those policies, which he's enacted in the past several months, have no impact on those th- those crises that are yeah. happening right now. It's It's absurd to think. That it's a coincidence. And we had, what was it, David Frum, I think, was it Frum? Yeah. Who probably. was like, oh, but everyone was cheering for Trump's peace in the, in the Middle East. Oh, and it's right. like, oh, and then, and then, and then three months in with Joe Biden, it's Trump's fault yeah, now. Of course. Amazing. It's amazing. It's a magical coincidence. It was, it's, it, it's as if they believe Donald Trump was holding the country together with a duct tape. Yeah. And then as soon as he left, now all the problems are emerging. Sorry. 2019, Jim Cramer, CN, was it CNBC, I think? Mm-hmm. Best numbers of our lives. The economy was a boom. And don't get me wrong. Yeah. He was spending a lot of money. And of, that bill yeah. always comes due. But it's very different compared to what we saw with Republicans and Democrats last year. Just cranking up the stimulus. Now we've got to pay for it. Yeah. Now, now we have this oil pipeline. It's... Uh, Crumbling infrastructure is an understatement. When we have a real problem in America politically because 
we live in an Instagram, social media, Twitter world. Uh, it's great to, for fast communication, uh, communication and agility, but it's bad because candidates now target their entire campaign around that. Build Back Better is a wonderful, alliterative bumper sticker. It is not policy, right? And, right. and all of his proclamations, and my dad told me, Joey, and he looked me in the eye, and all those little stories are cute on the campaign trail, but now you actually have to govern. And I don't think, kind of like President Obama, I don't think President Biden really wants to govern. I think I, he, I, agree, I, I agree. think he likes the uh, campaign. I don't think confronting a guy who was banging a straight razor on a, on a curb, putting in a rain barrel to get it all rusty... I don't think that's the experience someone needs to actually run the country, but it was a great story, I guess. You know, people had a laugh about it. Uh, what, did, what did he call? Uh, what did he call that corn, guy? Corn pop? No, he called corn pop uh, a name. Do you remember what the, the name? Bad he called? dude. The no, 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 no. He, he, he said Esther. He called it. He oh, called I called it Esther Williams. Yeah, yeah, which I'm, 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 I'm happy to say I'm too young. Yeah, I'm too young to know what Esther Williams, <laughs> who Esther Williams is, or why that was important. I but, think, yeah. I, I think Joe Biden just wanted to be president, yeah. and that I'm sure that you know he he stands. He's probably sitting in a wheelchair, looking in the mirror with a smile on his face, and people are running around frantic behind him. There's like papers flying, and the phones ringing off the hook, and like his assistant's hair's fire. all frazzled, and they're like, <laughs> I don't know what to do about Israel. And Biden's like, yeah. <laughs> president. <laughs> Come on, man. You know what? I That's bet it. he didn't even want to be president because he didn't run in 2016. Made me think like he's he doesn't want it. He doesn't care. He would have run 100%. The VP comes out. They go right into it. Seamless. He didn't want it. I think the DNC He hated him. Trump. Yeah. They, they, they brought him <laughs> up. He was like, I have a right. He felt like a, a, a force of God. Like, I, this is my purpose here. I must do this. He didn't want it. He hmm. wasn't capable. He just went along. He got pushed along. Now, I'll say Donald Trump really wanted yes, it. Yes. And mm. he still does. And he yeah. still does. Um, not like he was a perfect, like, I, there's a lot of people who think he's, you know, they call him the God Emperor. Most of them joking, but some yeah. people are serious. I think it would, we, we, we would have been better off. I, I certainly think so. But I guess the, 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 uh, the interests of the military industrial complex types and the international monetary fund types, they weren't too happy with Donald Trump being like, America, America. They're like, no, no, no. We, we, we make money off of, you know, exporting the reserve currency and putting guns in a bunch of different countries. I want, I want to talk about something really crazy. Check this out. So everybody knows there's a gas shortage. Mm. It's it's all over the news as much as the New York Times and some other outlets might want to lie about it. But when we're when we're look, when I'm looking up stories trying to get more details on this, something really interesting happens when you Google search gas shortage. What's the date you find on some of these stories? 1970. No, no, well, yeah, for <laughs> yeah. sure. 1979, Jimmy <laughs> Carter. Of course, of course. People are, you know, is it Biden Jr. compared uh, Biden to Carter? And it's like, what did he tweet? It's like, I guess, I guess my my tweet on this is aging like fine wine. No, 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 no. No, the, the, the hack happened on Friday. What was, what was Friday? Was that the 7th? That was the 7th, yep. The 7th. So you, but you Google, Google search gas shortage, you'll find stories going back to April 27th, April 29th. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How was there a news cycle about gas shortages before the hack even happened? And it's one thing if it was like a few months before they were like, economists predict. No, it's like a few days before this happened. We were getting these predictions. Check it out. CNN Business. Coming this summer, gas stations running out of gas. Check this out. ABC News. Lack of truck drivers could lead to fuel shortage this summer. And we've got this on Fox Business. Truck driver. I'm sorry. Yes, it's from May 3rd. May 3rd. Mm. Truck driver shortage could fuel spike in gas prices. This, to me, is just very, very interesting timing. Yeah. Uh, does anyone of those articles talk about why there's a shortage in truck drivers? Uh, I mean, we well, we produce more oil and gas than ever before in the year 2019 and 2020. We never seem to have a shortage of truck drivers. Here's what ABC News says. Where do they go? 
As millions of Americans return to driving and planning summer road trips, experts are warning that some gas stations could face fuel shortages. Quote, we are not looking at a shortage of gasoline. Jeanette McGee, a AAA spokesperson, said in an interview with ABC News, in fact, we have ample supply in the U.S. to get through the summer and the rest of the year. What the concern is right now is a shortage of fuel truck drivers. First reported by CNN, the national truck, I'm sorry, the national tank truck carriers, the industry's trade group said that between 20% and 25% of tank trucks in the fleet are parked. Last year during the pandemic, many of the drivers retired or they went to different industries and that created a shortage. Truck drivers also need special training to haul oil and some driving schools have closed amid the pandemic, exacerbating the problem. Wow. Some areas have begun to see the effects of the driver shortage, particularly Las Vegas and Northwest Arkansas. McGee said vacation hotspots near beaches or in the mountains in particular could feel the biggest effects. Someone super chatted us this. They said there's a trucker shortage and it's going to it could result in supply shortages. You go to Walmart already. What was it? You were saying you couldn't find bacon. Yeah, we were looking for bacon actually at Costco the other day. Couldn't find bacon. Find it anywhere. The four pack of bacon. That's like the most inexpensive bacon in the world. Yeah. Can't find the bacon. That's scary. The four pack of bacon. Yeah, Yeah. So so I just find it absolutely fascinating that we have these news stories Talking about this trucker shortage mm. a week ago, the cyber attack happens, perhaps coincidence, but the, the new emergency regulations allow truck drivers to drive more than their allotted hours. When did that regulation get put into effect? After the cyber attack. Wow. Isn't it just, um, I'm not asserting anything other than oh, I will. what a very interesting coincidence. Yeah, we have that, to, well, least, wait, so let me just, I'll, yeah. just, I'll just lay it out. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. A week before the cyber attack, there aren't enough truck drivers warns CNN, ABC, and Fox, this could result in rising gas prices, and it could result in gasoline shortages. So how do you compensate? How would, how would, how would a normal person compensate for a lack of drivers? Well, outside of any cyber attack, you'd say, can we, can we increase the amount of hours the oil haulers are allowed to drive? Mm. Uh, there's a federal, federal regulation barring that. Um, well, I guess, coincidentally, a national emergency or a regional emergency, 17 states in D.C., and now the drivers are allowed to drive over there over there a lot of times. You could eliminate that problem altogether if you just built pipelines. I know. Isn't it great? Right. Maybe it's it's greener. Up. It's cheaper. It's safer. It's, it's, it's Yeah. Let, let me ask you. Um, a lot of people, proponents of the Keystone Pipeline, said that there's actually more leaks. I think Ian brought up. You looked it up. There were like 26 yeah. leaks from Keystone something or something. Like that, yeah. But are there, you know, uh, I guess per gallon – are there more leaks from freight and, and trains? Oh, absolutely. And it's well documented that, that pipelines are by far safer, cleaner, greener. Um, and what I care most about, the more cost efficient for the American consumer. Uh, it, it, indisputed. And, and, and proof of the matter is um, the amount of pipeline we have. I mean, we have, we have enough pipelines to go to the moon and back 10 times in America. Oh, right, we have wow. we have almost three million miles worth of pipeline crisscrossing this country. This place we're in probably has multiple gas pipelines all throughout the walls, and people are like I'm afraid of pipelines. Well, you can't be that afraid because you do go to your home, right? Uh, so the, our pipeline capacity in America is absurd, um, but it, it is vulnerable. Clearly, the cyber attacks. So a Keystone was going to be bringing in from like the tar sands areas, Alberta, or Canada, yeah. <clears throat> The only reason why the president got involved in Keystone is because it crossed an international border, right? And now they're trying to use that as a premise to shut down other uh, pipelines. But he is not a czar. 
nor, nor, neither president nor Trump nor nor Biden could go into a state and say, I want to shut down this pipeline within the state of Minnesota. That's not your prerogative. He's going to try to make it his prerogative. And this is where, thank God, we have the 10th Amendment and hopefully a court system that upholds it and says, I don't know, man. but yeah, I, I don't know either. Isn't, uh, I think Canada is suing now over this? Yeah, as they should, because Canada followed all of the rules. To, to get this pipeline approved. I don't know what the statute of limitation is for a presidential executive order. They went through all the necessary paperwork starting years ago, starting in the Obama administration. Obama never rejected it. He just kept it on abeyance and forever, forever, forever. And then finally Trump became president. Well, they, they were hoping Hillary would be the one to have to give the big no. She didn't win. Trump won. Okay, boom, let's get the pipeline started. Is it So we had, uh, we had Max Kaiser and Stacey Herbert on the show last night, and they were talking about you know, the U.S. dollar is the reserve currency, so we got to send it out. Otherwise, it's not the reserve currency. So they print this money. They give it to these foreign countries to maintain the status as the reserve currency. I guess because the U.S. doesn't make a whole lot and we're being given all the stuff because we print money. But I wonder if, you know, and, and you're the energy guy, so correct me if, if this is not true or – well, not correct me, but I'll assert. I'll, I'll ask the question. Is the reason why the, the, the democratic establishment or the political establishment, establishment in general doesn't want to produce fossil fuels here is because they want to use the U.S. reserve currency to have other countries do it and maintain you know, our status abroad? Um, I would say that they don't want to produce fossil fuels because it's one of the biggest, if not the biggest industry that is not controlled by the state. And I think at this point, the modern Democrat Party is a statist party. And the fossil fuel, and it's kind of what Obama did with 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 healthcare, right? He wanted to centralize healthcare under the purview of the federal government because that's just what big statists think. Uh, um, Venezuela has national energy. Most of the European countries have national them, energy, huh? exactly. And I think they hate this industry in particular. Climate change and all that stuff is just a very good vehicle to accomplish what they want. And what they want is a state-run. They look at they want to nationalize the election system. You're right, 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 right. They, they like nationalizing and centralizing everything, industry, whatever. We, we, we had this, uh, this PhD pathologist guy on the show, um, and he was talking about like insect species collapse and, you know, the, the ramifications of human population. It's, mm-hmm. it's expansive. There's ocean acidification. And I think that crisis is absolutely exploited. I know a lot of conservatives don't agree. They think it's a lot of, you know, propaganda. I think it's, I think it's a crisis and I think it's exploited to the most absurd degree. Notably, when we're talking about the border crisis, what mm-hmm. was it? Kamala Harris was like, the crisis is caused by climate change. Yeah. And it was funny because conservatives predicted it. They were like, Kamala Harris is going to go up on the podium and say climate change caused the crisis. And she did it. And it's just absolutely absurd. But they, I, I believe they absolutely, this is their go-to to seize power. I'd be willing to bet it has more to do with consolidating power within the state, like you mentioned. Yeah. It's, just, it's, a, it's not a, a federal controlled industry or whatever. And, and they and, want that power. And climate change is a wonderful villain because it is faceless, it is nameless, and, it, and you are powerless against it. So, for example, you take someone like Gavin Newsom, who talks about the, the fires in California are caused by climate change, which is crazy because southern Oregon doesn't have that level of fires. Western Nevada doesn't have that level of fires. Southeast Idaho doesn't have – southwest Idaho doesn't have that level. Why is just California well, climate change? Well, now I am, I am absolved – of forest management, I am absolved of running the state because it's climate change. It wasn't remember, remember, remember when they uh, criticized Trump? Trump tweeted out, you know, they've, it's poor, poor forest management. And they're like, oh, geez, Trump's so dumb. 
And there's actually an article from like a year before it was like California is not managing their forests properly. It's going to result in fires. Not only that, but I think one of the wildfires was caused by electrical company yeah. not shutting yeah. off the, the, P- the grid properly. PG&E, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah so it like that. sparked and like ignited things. And they're like, well, clearly that was because of, the, you know, the CO2 levels. But I'll, I'll tell you this. Look, I think, you know, I talked to some very smart people and they say there's concerns about what happens when you have too many people. Hmm. It's not, it's, you know, a lot of people think overpopulation is like we're all standing shoulder to shoulder. No, it's just a lot of waste is produced and it can upset the, del- upset the delicate balance of an ecosystem. Unfortunately for the people who are environmentalists and really advocating for this stuff, I got to say, you have lost the trust of so many people when Barack Obama buys beachfront property, when the, <laughs> when these wealthy investors go and buy uh, Miami Beach property while complaining that Miami is sinking. Yeah. So I, I'm sorry, dude. It's really hard to generate trust. And if, you, if you're somebody who wants, you know, Republican, these Democrats are like, Republicans got to get on board and fight climate change. Well, you got to start with, you know, your, your thought leaders not flying in private jets, not owning massive 50 bedroom homes. And not buying this beachfront property. I saw this video. It was actually really compelling. Not in the way I think a lot of conservatives expected it to be for me. There's a guy. He's a financial guy. And he says the one thing that he believes disproves climate change is that in Miami Beach, they're still selling these multi-million dollar expensive properties. And these very wealthy individuals who are supposed to be in the know are buying them on 30-year mortgages. And he says, how is it? When they receive like a prospectus or like an investment packet, it doesn't say warning in in 10 years, this will be underwater and worth zero. How is that? Well, when I saw that, what it said to me was these people either don't believe their own their own pitches mm. or they're absolutely just willing to exploit people by buying property they know is going to be bunk and then selling it later or just going like extracting as much as they can from the system as they ride it all the way to the gutter. Well, I mean, this administration is, is making a huge push that all industry, all business has to have a climate component. And, and the products you create, whatever you manufacture, the, the, the effect on the climate has to be built into price. Real estate seems to be exempt from that. So you're absolutely right. <laughs> like if you're Bank of America and you're like, we can't finance this because it's bad for climate change. Well, you gave a 30-year mortgage on a house in, in an area that's going to be underwater in 15. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Is that a good investment of your money? So you're you're right. Like I'm, I'm not saying that this should happen, but I'm saying it's funny that the banks are not pricing real estate I, I, I got, into this industry. I got a solution. What's the regulatory body that deals with the? Would that be the SEC or would that be the FT? It wouldn't be the FTC, would it? With a, it wouldn't be the SEC dealing with like um, when a bank gives out a bunk loan. Isn't that FDIC? FDIC. I think that, so. That's insurance. Okay. How about this? Here's here's what I gotta say. Probably uh, SEC banking. Securities, securities and exchange. That's a security. I imagine. Oh. Um, may, maybe a little bit of both of FTC. Uh, how about this? Conservatives and Democrats can come together. Hmm. Okay. Not the ultra rich property owners. Just the regular working class people disagree. And here's one issue they can come together on. These banks that are giving out loans on these properties in Miami Beach on 30 year mortgages or even 15 year mortgages. How about we send the feds after them for fraud? And I think the Democrats who think climate change is a serious problem, we've got 12 years left, would agree. And I think the conservatives 
who see these people as exploiting the, the, the crisis in order to make for personal gain. Hey, why not? If these people <laughs> want to come out and say, you know, oh, there's a big crisis, but then they're selling these expensive properties and giving out these loans, send the feds you know, after if them. They'll, they'll give them a million dollar loan. They're like, you know what? If it goes underwater in 15 years, my dollar is going to be worth $100 million anyway because of inflation. So I'll just pay off that loan. Not, e- not even that. risk loss. I'd be willing to bet the banks are like, look, in the event that it's underwater in 15 years, we just get the taxpayer to bail it out. You're fine. Yeah, well, it'll be true. it'll be a crisis. FEMA will come in. They'll start building uh, these emergency seawalls for you. You don't got to worry about a thing and it won't come out of your pocket. The government will keep printing money for you in the banks. It's the poor people who got to work extra hard to get that emergency, you know, the emergency uh, circumstance solved. Yeah, I, there's just there's there's not physical evidence of climate change. And now someone is listening to this right now and their head is about to explode. Media Matters just clipped that and they're like... Exactly. But but I mean, they'll, they'll show you the California wildfires. They'll talk about and we hear this phrase all the time, especially from this administration, the severity and the intensity and the frequency of storms. If you look at 30 year of tornadoes, of hurricanes, there is no more severity, intensity, or frequency of storms. The, the data is, is fairly flat. There are bad years. Absolutely, there are some really bad years. There are some empty years. But, but over 30, 40, 50 years, the data is, is pretty evident. And for me, the biggest evidence that, that this climate change thing is used, I'm not saying climate change doesn't exist. I'm saying the way it is, it is used by the left for political purposes for me, the biggest evidence is that the same bodies that have been talking about climate change for most of my life now, I was a sophomore in high school the first time I heard about global warming and, and United Nations Environmental Program, UNEP. You can still see the article online. They talk about, uh, uh, we have 10 years left to fix this. 1989 shows you my age. By the year 2000, the Maldives were going to be underwater. They said a half of Bangladesh was going to be underwater. They talked about huge catastrophe. Not only did it not come true, but those agencies have never said why their data was so wrong. What formulation did they use? What, what algorithms? What calculation and modeling did they use? And how did they fix it? I've never been able to see their fixed. Show your work. When and I, they don't. When I was in grade school, they had us go over uh, um, a prediction for peak oil consumption. Yeah. Jimmy Carter and, uh, said it was by the year 2000 and 76 yeah. when he was running for re-election. I, I, I don't remember exactly, but I think it was like 2010. It yeah. was like the bell curve was cra- like the curve was crashing and it was yeah. like there's no oil left and that's when we're screwed. I grew up thinking oil and gas were finite commodities that would be exhausted. I'm at the point now that I think they're not infinite, but they're, they're clearly replenishing because we find more oil and gas every time we turn around. Oh, I it's think ridiculous. I think there's probably a lot. Yes. But I also think that um, we've been able to synthesize it. And so this idea that we have to dramatically transform the whole planet because of, uh, you know, because of the fear of like peak oil or whatever, we could synthesize it and maintain our current infrastructure. It'd just be different. I have no problem with going green as a a concept. I, I, I have nothing against solar and wind. One of the things I try to do is say we have to see the costs and not just the physical dollar costs, but but the costs to human flourishing if we do this, because there is going to be a lot of suffering. You mentioned right now when when Greta said, I'm talking right now, no more oil and gas. Well, there's a lot of people right now who are experiencing it. Millions would die. What, literally. Overnight. No, no, no joke. I, I mean, if the, we, the, 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 literally. The people who require insulin, it's got to be refrigerated. You shut. What, what, do you, what do these people think the power plants run on? You know, farts, yep. some smug sense of self-satisfaction <laughs> of these. The, oh, we'll build solar plants at night. Yeah. How do you, you have no batteries? I love the idea of new technology. 
I don't like the idea of holding back development for the sake of existing. Yeah. You know, I don't like the argument of like, oh, no, we got to protect jobs. We do. I think we should have new technology, nuclear fusion, whatever. But this idea that you can come out right now and just shut it down. Oh, OK, well, people will starve to death. People will freeze to death. Diabetics will all die because yeah. they, refriger- they won't be able to refrigerate their insulin. We've never advanced as a society by banning something that is currently in use. We offer better alternatives and the marketplace and a free people adopt them freely. We have never said that this is the way to go and therefore this is now illegal. I think carbon recapture is really the future. Like you can change the climate, climate change. You can add or reduce carbon in the atmosphere, hence changing the climate, climate change. The carbon is a beautiful commodity. Here we go. And it's there in the atmosphere for us to condense. And turn graphene. to graphene. <laughs> yeah. You can reconvert it back into you. fuel. And you know me where, so well. And, and, see, and you know what you're talking about. And then you have, and I know he's old and I hate to pick on him, but then you have the President of the United States on Earth Day say, I'm working with Vladimir Putin and we're going to try to get all the carbon out of space. <laughs> and, and everyone just claps, let alone the fact that he has a mask on on the Zoom call. And you say, you're going to get all the carbon out of space. What the heck does that mean? John Kerry said, we are going to make sure that there is no carbon by the year 2030. Well, plants really don't like that plan. Humans really don't like that plan. We're carbon-based. I think if we're smart, we'll start recapturing the carbon. And then we're actually going to be competing with the plants. And we're going to make sure that we don't take too much of it out of the atmosphere. And it'll be like climate change in the other direction. So we're going to have to find a balance with producing and reusing along with the plants. We talk about carbon like it's like it's evil we talk about carbon like it's like it's it's so bizarre these it's are the these, most such unscientific people I, I, I think i know what it is what? it's a silicon-based life forms the aliens mm-hmm. they don't like carbon-based <laughs> life forms oh. so their propaganda campaign carbon and there's bad, all this ufo carbon. stuff nonstop. every time you turn around there's another ufo i just want to i want to i want to mention something as an aside real quick i just got to do it um mm. joe biden said to take a shotgun and fire it into the air <gasps> And I don't know if you guys know, it's just totally derailed for a second. Yeah. Boogie, who's yeah. a big YouTuber, has a warrant, a felony warrant for aggravated assault because some guy came to his house and he fired his gun into the air. You can't do that. And he lives near a school. So that's oh. aggravated assault. But the funny thing is a lot of people are pointing out, like Joe Biden said to do it. Honestly, I wonder if that defense would work. The president said the president to said fire this. a gun into the air. And so yeah. the guy was like, I got scared. So I fired. I did what the president said to do. It wasn't a shotgun. But anyway, I digress. Joe Biden says insane things, and it quite possibly has a result in this country on people thinking and doing insane things. And a lot of these people now have positions of power, so they say things like, we need to get off fossil fuels now. We need to give every American free health care now. Well, there there are real consequences to, again, alliterative bumper sticker campaigns. And (laughs) now we need to be adults, and we need to say, what does it mean if we got off fossil fuels now? Millions are suffering through it, and and I feel for them. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to go totally cliche, stereotypical. This is communism. Ah. Check out the story from uh, CNBC. All eyes are on this inflation number, which could have the biggest gain in nearly a decade. They say the consumer price index for April will be reported on Wednesday at 830 a.m. and is expected to be the hottest in nearly 10 years. Economists have said the jump in inflation looks larger because of the base effects of last year when prices were weak due to the pandemic uh, shutdowns. The specter of inflation has been spooking investors, so any surprise, the upside could stre- uh, surprise the upside could stress the market. This inflation thing, what is Joe Biden doing? They're mass printing money, mm. mass uh, spending bill. Their policies, these are Biden policies that have caused people to not want to work anymore. It's Democrats and Republicans together who have mass printed money. I was in favor. I said, look, when the, when the, when the 15 days slow the spread, 
good faith effort. Everyone kind of agreed. We got this, this crisis. And they turned it into a year and a half, you know, a year and three months. And so the economy was just on in flames and they kept printing money like crazy. What's happening now is if let's say, let's say uh, Ian slept on a couch for a week and did no work. And then I worked 40 hours that week and made $500. Ian has no money. I have $500. The government comes in and starts mass printing money, giving this, you know, very heavy uh, unemployment. Ian, as somebody who's lying around, hasn't produced any value for the system. I, as someone who worked 40 hours a week, has. But now Ian has buying power out of nowhere, which dilutes my buying power. So they're effectively, it's effectively communism. And I'm not saying like literally it's communism, but you have this very authoritarian government. You have them pushing absurd policies that are like shutting down pipelines, causing economic uh, damage, and then the mass printing of money, and then this unemployment scheme. And it's just basically stripping away the buying power from working Americans and giving it to people who aren't producing and aren't working. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what we were warned about. You look at it like a ratio, because if I had zero and you had 500, and then they gave everybody $500. So even for, this is an argument mm-hmm. for UBI not being functional. You'd have 1,000, I'd have 500. I now have 50% of your purchasing mm-hmm. power before I had 0%. Right. That's a huge increase. And so that means, think about it this way. If I made 40 widgets and you made zero, and then I get $500 and you get, uh, uh, and you get $500, so I have a thousand total, they just gave you the ability to take 20 of my widgets away, even though I made them and you made nothing. That's what's happening right now with all of this spending. You, you add all of this, you look at what's going on and it seems like, yeah, not to be too conspiratorial or anything like that. No. But maybe these conservatives who are like, you know, Hannity or Rush bang on the table saying they hate America. They're communists. They weren't completely wrong. Just do, do you think the authoritarians and the communists are going to come out and be like, we want to redistribute wealth from working class people to poor people so we can, you know, normalize. We want to take away your ability to drive. We don't want you to have the independence to, to spend your own money. We want to tax the poor. They're not going to come out and say that. I mean, Bloomberg did come out and say tax the poor. Yeah. But they're not going to come out and say that. They don't know what's good for them. They're going to come out and go, oh, 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 gee, we, we got to give everybody unemployment. Uh, it's, it's so, it's so sad that the economy was shut down. And then it's only the blue states that are, that are still shutting down. Mm. Here's where it gets really crazy. This is what, this is what I think is going to be, be freaking people out. You see all these signs from these fast food restaurants where they're like, we quit. We won't work here anymore. Mm-hmm. You saw those we talked about yeah. the other day. There's a dollar general where it says we refuse to work for these wages. In these red states, a bunch of the Republican governors announced they will not be taking any money from Biden. This $300 unemployment, they ain't going to take it because people don't want to work because you get $16 an hour unemployment. So imagine you live in Mississippi, where I think it's one of the states where they're doing this, and your unemployment's getting caught off. You're like, okay, I I better go get a job. So you go down to local uh, McDonald's or whatever, and you apply for a job, and they're like 13 bucks an hour, and you're like, better than nothing. Then some dude shows up. And he's got like a pink sweater tied over his shoulders and like a green pastel shirt. And he's got aviators on and his hair slicked no. <laughs> back. And he walks in and he goes, I'll take the number 10. You know what? Give me two number 10s and give me like two apple pies and two McFlurries. You know what? Screw it. And he dishes out a bunch of cash. And this guy who's working in Mississippi, who's not getting the, the unemployment, sees this guy who comes from a blue state. That is. Hmm. The guy in the blue state did no work. He's in, in, in the analogy I gave, the guy who did nothing and now has, has been given the buying power of the guy who's doing work. The people in red states are going to be like, nah, you come in here with that money mm. that was printed that strips our buying power away and then buy from us while we work. That means these red states where people are working are going to be, in effect, producing free of charge for the blue states, especially when it comes to goods that are transported across state lines. So imagine you work in Mississippi. 
and you're making, uh, I don't know what they make. What do they make in Mississippi? Some, what, what, what kind of fruit? Uh, how about uh, uh, Georgia? They do peaches, right? Peaches. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> peaches in Georgia. So I don't know if Georgia is one of these states, but let's say they're like, okay, no unemployment for you. You got to get a job. Somebody goes, I'm going to go grow peaches. Then the peaches get shipped up to New York where the people are not working and they're getting free money from the federal government while you work on a farm to make those peaches for 13 bucks an hour. They're getting 16 bucks an hour doing nothing and getting the fruits of your labor, mm. literally. So you mentioned, sorry, let me jump mm. in here because I love the 10th Amendment. And this is something that you mentioned uh, before. And I don't think any of our guests have ever really mentioned the 10th Amendment. The 10th Amendment is so important for allowing the states to do what the federal government is not specifically supposed to do. Mm. So I wonder, this looks like a good application of the 10th Amendment. But to me, it also looks like it could be starting the roots of a civil war. It's, a, it's a great point. And, and, and yes, I, I agree with you. Um, I think the way out of our current problems of an all-powerful D.C. is federalism, meaning those powers that are not specifically in the Constitution enumerated for the federal government belong to the states. But that is kind of how you begin a bit of a of, of, of secession movements. And there's a lot of that in America. But there has to be some pushback. And I don't think it should come from the people. I think it should be come, coming from the governors. Yes. So like you said, the governors are not going to take cash. Governors should, uh, you know, you mentioned your example, which I thought was, was really good and really illustrative of, of what's going on. I think there's another factor, if I could add it on, is you want to get a job, you go to the McDonald's, but the vast majority of Americans work in small businesses and with 150,000 illegals crossing the border every day, I don't need to pay $13 an hour. Mm. I can charge this guy six. And yep. that's what's going to happen. So now I can't even get a job for $13 an hour because the market is flooded by cheap labor. So imagine the, the crisis you just said, but the labor is the other. And our labor is not constant. Our labor pool is growing tremendously with no consequence. So why are you going to work for $13 an hour? When Why am I going to hire you for 13 when Joe Biden says it's totally cool to hire that guy for half? Well, we saw that when it's uh, dignity under, under, under Donald Trump. There was a raid on a bunch of chicken processing plants. And I think, what is it, like six to 800 uh, illegal immigrants were, were arrested and deported. And then local news went down. They had hiring fairs and they saw a bunch of people, you know, a diverse group of people showing up. And they were like, why, why are these people coming for a job? And they asked one guy and they were like, why would you want to work for these low wages? And he goes, pays, pays 14 bucks an hour. It's more than I was getting at the gas station. So these companies exploit yeah. Porous borders. Absolutely. And it's always been that way. That's why Bernie Sanders in 2015 said, it is a Koch brothers proposal to have open borders. Now the left is all for it because they support industrialists, I guess. Yeah. That's the, that's the Democratic Party. The Republicans are trash. Like, oh, absolutely. There's like a handful of good ones, I guess. Yeah. But they're not doing anything either. I feel like, uh, I remember when Dylan Radigan did that epic rant. I don't know if you remember it from yeah. back in like 2013 where he said, the Democrats, the, the Republicans are burning the system down while Democrats are kicking the can down the road for future generations. And I'm like, kind of feels like it's inverted at this point. Mm. Republicans are just sitting there twiddling their thumbs, watch, you know, just kicking the can down the road, ignoring the problems, while the Democrats are actively burning the system down. And I think it's because they want to extract, they, they feel the system is crumbling. Mm -hmm. So they want to extract as much as they can for themselves individually before it all comes tumbling down. There was a statistic I saw from the 2020 tax returns. That blew my mind, and it was, I believe it was 62% of those who filed having made more than $500,000, 62% were registered as Democrats. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yep. so in, in the course of my lifetime, you're right, it has flip-flopped. They are the party of the rich, 
They are the party of the big banks. They are the party of open borders. And the Republicans, and now they're the party of censorship, where it was when I was a kid. Right. It was, that shouldn't be on TV, and where are our morals? And the answer was, if you don't like it, turn the channel. Now the right is the one saying, well, if you don't like it, turn the channel. And the left is saying, that shouldn't be allowed on TV. You can't. Well, I, I think it, it was Trump. It's amazing. I think the, the culture war was, was looming, and I think Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders were insurgents trying to break into their the parties. Bernie's much too weak. Hmm. And so the Democrats grabbed him by the throat and said, you know, shut up or else. And he said, okay, I'm so sorry. And Donald Trump was like, no, no. And he like kicking tables over and he's like flipping tables and, you know, slamming glasses on the ground. Hmm. Trump's kind of guy. So I, I said it before. I think when he got elected, the establishment was like, okay, Donald, you won. Here's the plan. And he went, no, I don't think so. Hmm. And they were like, you're going to play ball. And he's like, no, I'm not. And they're like, okay, he's a Russian spy. Yeah. There you go. Oh, I agree with you. And Bernie, as you mentioned uh, earlier, you were talking about how going back quickly to the climate change issue, how there is such hypocrisy of the people who push these causes and the opulent life they live. For me, he's a wonderful example. I mean, does he have an opulent life? Maybe not, but he does have three houses. Four, if you include his, you you know, I I don't have four houses. Now, if you really believed in the human ability of anthropomorphic uh, 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 climate change or global warming, AGW, and you believe your actions are causing this, well, your action of maintaining and traveling to four different homes has a carbon footprint. Is yep. Bernie going to give it up? No. Neither is anyone on that side. So it, for me, when people are like, Bernie's a communist, I'm like, he's not really a communist. No, no, no he is. He is. He, no, he's, he's a communist party official. Right. Because at the height of the Soviet Union, the party leaders never wanted for caviar or vodka. The people were dying in the streets, <laughs> but they had a very good life, and they supported I, and toasted the system. Bernie is a party leader. I really think that one of the greatest moments in the history of government, economics, or just humanity in general, was when Maduro was giving a speech to his starving people in Venezuela, (laughs) and he pulls an empanada out of a drawer, and he takes a big bite. Because not only was it like insult to injury that people are starving and you're eating in front of them, but why did he have an empanada in his desk drawer in his office? It's like, no, 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 no. Like, hold on. Maybe I understand you having some cookies or crackers, like... In it somewhere else, but it's his work desk yeah. where he's giving his speech from, and he like looking at the camera. He leans in and he pulls an empanada out of a drawer. That's weird. That's like yeah. someone having like an unwrapped Snickers in their pocket. Yeah, and like what, what, what is <laughs> you're like walking around with spaghetti in your pocket? It's like a weird thing to do. And, and, but you gotta love the corruption of the of these far leftists. And with Venezuela, you mentioned Maduro. The richest person in Venezuela is Hugo Chavez's uh, ex wife, dead widow. <laughs> Right is the richest person in Venezuela. So when you were saying earlier about those who have purchasing power but have done nothing to earn it, that is taken to the extreme. What has she done to be worth tens of billions of dollars? She hasn't done, produced. Uh, Is it fair that is it quote unquote fair that that Jeff Bezos is worth two hundred million dollars? And am I jealous? He just bought a five hundred million dollar sailing yacht, by the way. Isn't isn't it funny though that? We are actually arguing from the left on this point that these communists and socialists have done nothing to produce the wealth and the access that they hold. And we are angry the workers have had their values stripped away by a corrupt system. Exactly. Maybe the. (laughs) You're right. That is a brilliant. That's a great point. Yeah. Now, now we sound like old school lefties. We sound we 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 sound like like old union. What's his name of uh, Jimmy Hoffa? This, this this is the problem I have Unionist. with 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 the unions with the left is that 
they've clearly been corrupted by the, the by the industrialists, by the industry, by the by the by the corrupt, by the crony capitalists, by the establishment politicians who just want to extract value from the working class. And the problem is the younger leftists aren't experienced enough to understand they're being exploited and yeah. they just play right into it. So it's funny when you see all of these people who voted for Joe Biden. They're young people who don't understand who they're voting for. And I'm like, you're voting for Joe Biden. Yeah, well, Trump's a fascist. I was like, do you have any idea who you're talking about with, yeah. with Joe Biden? He, he was overseeing Iraq for the Biden, for the Obama administration. And his brother gets these contracts to build, you know, you know, in, in Iraq, becoming a millionaire. The Obama administration killed a bunch of people, started a bunch of wars. I don't care if you don't like Trump, but stop pretending like Biden is in any way good. Yeah. Did, and, 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 and. No, that's that. That's a great point. My idea just went right out of my head. I was talking talk about oh, and 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 purchasing power. So you said the way we were talking about, you know, we now sound like leftists talking about exploiting the workers as opposed to you know the industrialists or the or the, 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 mo- the people that own all the the, the wealth. The left has become the right. Ah, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. I'll get back to you. The it'll, left it'll has become the right. Point. That's why I've I've had like a couple jokes where I've been like, you know, it's it's about time the workers stood up to the exploitation of the establishment politics, and maybe maybe the the, the workers of the world should unite and push yes. back. Oh, and yes, and that's that was sorry. Did, am I cutting you off? No, no, go ahead. Well, that's that was my point of of the value of you, you used the phrase a couple times of like paying into the system or buying into the system or contributing to the system, and that was a little bit of of what I found fascinating with the early Occupy Wall Street movement and i remember one of the leaders of it and i'm not making fun of the guy but he was talking about his huge student loan debt because he had gotten advanced degrees in puppetry <laughs> and and he couldn't Wait, pay off really? his student loans and that's the problem i have with wow. elizabeth warren's proposal of paying off student loans is you value very highly your degree in medieval literature you value it to the point of three hundred thousand dollars in debt at yale i did but I, that I, doesn't I, mean society or the markets or and that doesn't mean therefore that i should have to pay off your debt. I, 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 I was down there at Occupy Wall Street. Yeah, that's why I mentioned That's why I, I didn't know this story. I knew it all went together, and I was so yes. mad I lost look, my look, train of thought earlier. Look at this. Underemployed oh. puppeteer joins there Occupy Wall Street. Why? And they say a few years ago, he graduated from the NYC Teaching Fellows Program, where he's a full-time one. drama teacher, public yeah. teacher. He, Best uh, puppetry he school in the country. $35,000 in student loans, and now he's like, give me money. I saw a meme where someone was like, it, you know, they, they, these these bourgeois leftists are like, uh, you should pay off our student loan debt because just because you were able to pay your debt doesn't mean we should suffer. And I was just like, I think asking the working class to pay the debts of the, the wealthiest, uh, the highest salary earners in the country is yeah. like pretty far right. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And people are like, oh. Like, what do you call it? I guess not far right's not the right answer. But what do you call it when the ultra wealthy... I shouldn't say ultra wealthy because that's like the 0.1%. What do you call it when the when the rich people, yeah. the the highest salary earners in the country, demand of the working class and the poor to pay their debts for them? Yeah, slavery. I guess communists it's, do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like Roman, old Roman slavery. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You have yeah. your citizens Feudalism. and then everyone else. 
the, the periokoi or whatever, the Greeks. I mean, it was just you had, like, citizens, and then you had everyone else in society, and they would basically work for the citizens. Yeah, and the Greek philosopher king system gave us really the, the foundation of Western thought, right? But they did have a whole boatload of slaves to, to make that system, yeah. to keep that system afloat. And so I don't, I'm, I've always had a little thing against academia. There's a great quote by Fulton Sheen, a famous Catholic uh, priest up for sainthood, and he has this funny quote. He says that intelligentsia is uh, when you educate someone beyond his intelligence. Yes. And I think that's a great <laughs> yes, quote, right? I love it. So I've always had a problem a little bit with the intelligentsia. I, again, go get your PhD in, in medieval poetry. That's fascinating. But it doesn't really contribute to society in anything other than the intellectual way. And if someone is not sustaining your livelihood as a medieval poetry professor, then it is it is communism. It is a form of slavery, really, or totalitarianism to then come to the working class and say, and therefore now you must and that's what pay they the do. debt. And that is what is happening. So it's really funny that in this sense, the Trump supporters were far left. They wanted the union jobs back. They wanted the jobs brought back to the country. They wanted manufacturing jobs. They wanted to work. They were tired of being exploited by the ultra elites, the people who are rigging the system. And the leftists are the college graduates who want the poor people to pay their bills and want the establishment to go bomb other countries. Not all the leftists. A lot of leftists don't like any of that stuff, but they're willing to support it. So I think one of the greatest things that I'm sorry, it's a um, what's a collaborator is the right word. Um, Conspirator. Conspirators. Co-conspirators. That's what they would say. So these leftists, these DSA types who voted for Biden are co-conspirators in their own terminology. And based on the ideology of the Trump supporters, they're actually further left than they are in the sense that they support the workers' rights. They're not communists, though. But they're they're (laughs) even – so as as center-right defending workers – they're still somehow further left than the leftists who are yeah. like bourgeois right authoritarians. Yeah, and they're salon, right? Like like sipping expensive liqueurs and, and talking lofty thoughts. I remember the first job I got on a campaign, um, the campaign manager said, we don't need anyone here who wants to sit in a room and think lofty thoughts. <laughs> like the first job was we have to blow up balloons. Right. And and it's not fun to blow up 5000 balloons, but someone has to do it. But you meet a lot of these campaign people who are like, well, I really love to think about like trade policy. OK, kid, you know what? <laughs> we need you to set up chairs and blow up balloons. Yeah. Um, and, and we have a lot of that. We have a lot of the, the, the people who want to think lofty thoughts and they want other people to finance it. And, and there's going to be some violent pushback if, if that movement grows yeah, they're mid, they're for college loan. historically there's been like Hammurabi for instance one of the greatest kings and Babylonian king canceled all debt and it just infuriated the elite they wanted they hated it but he was such a good powerful smart guy that he didn't get assassinated normally the elite will try and assassinate you if you do that the people loved him and then the community thrived as a result so you get these people like Kennedy for instance who wanted to break up the CIA's power Unfortunately, he was sitting in the White House. They knew where he was. It's easy to follow him, track him, kill him. Uh, maybe, maybe you get these populist debt canceling. Wait, Kennedy? Kennedy? What about? Are you talking about Kennedy? John F. Kennedy. He was kind of a populist. I don't know if he was going to cancel debt, but he wanted to kind of break up he the power to of, of the central banks. Yeah, he wanted to. And they got shot by a crazy disrupt guy. the. Yeah, yeah. How? What a horrible coincidence that was. Um, so I, I don't know. Unless you've got something to show me, I don't know what else to say. I, I, I think we're in a debt situation that's spiraling, and we do need to cancel debt, some yeah. debt, maybe not all debt, and we need to figure it out sustainably. Interest rates, maybe. 
Cancel interest rate um, debt. Yeah. Get, get, cancel the interest rates on the student loan debt. So they still got to pay down what they received, but it's not going to start stacking up. And the, yes. and the I, I reserve know, interest I, rates and stuff. I know people who took out like 35K in student loans and now owe 70 grand. Yeah. Oh. Cancel that. Yeah. yeah like that, that, that's ridiculous. Pay yeah. back what you were given. And, and we got to talk about interest and inflation. That's another problem because taking out 35K, sitting on it until inflation hits and then paying back yeah. it down. That's, I, that's extracting well, I, the system. I, but you can only have a debt problem if you have a spending problem. And I think one of the one of the the consequences, for example, of the first round of the stimulus, one of the biggest beneficiaries was Foot Locker. People what? took their $1,400 checks and oh, they went to yeah. Foot Locker yep. and they bought new sneakers, right? The government says we're going to give people $1,400 so they can pay their mortgage, so they can buy formula for the baby. Is it wrong? Am I going to force a law that says how you have to spend your money? I don't know. But how can you continue to put the country in debt and then well, I, know that people have this spending tendency. Well, so that's why I am a I am a star of the beast approach. Well, let's get real then. One of the biggest problems of this country is the the spoiled attitude of every single American. Mm. I think you know ninety percent of this country are are spoiled or entitled to a degree, but some obviously more than others. So obviously conservatives are substantially less spoiled than Democrats, but still spoiled. Hmm. I think it's a pretty decent gap, but there are a lot of people who are entitled to the comforts and luxuries of modern living. So I look at what's going on with the these, uh, you know, fast food, you know, getting shut down because people don't want to work there. And I'm like, don't eat that garbage food. Hmm. You know, it's not hard. I think, you know, people were tweeting at me when I tweeted this pictures of like someone threw some onions and carrots and some beef into a pot, cooked it. And they were like, it was cheaper and it fed more people and it was better for you. We're mm. addicted to these luxuries of getting greasy garbage salt food for a couple bucks at a fast food restaurant. We don't want it. People got to figure out how to survive. They got to get back to the basics. We have a garden out front. So we have, ever, ever, you know, I was reading something interesting. A lot of environmentalists talk about this, that the biggest crop in the country is grass. Mm. Everybody has a lawn growing grass. And all we do is we spend money to get rid of it. We cut it and throw it in the compost or whatever. Why not have gardens? Why not have a front garden where you can grow some vegetables in, for your area and then subsidize yourself in a way that you're not having to buy as much from these stores so you're growing your own food? Man, growing your own food is amazing. Get some chickens maybe. They lay eggs and they're hilarious. They're filthy and dumb, <laughs> but it's funny to watch them do their chicken stuff. And you get eggs. They eat bugs, yeah. they eat grass, and then you give them some feed and you get eggs every day, right? I, so I, I look at a lot of these problems and I'm like, well, you know what? Look, man. I would be more than happy to live in a van down by the river and go fishing. Hmm. You know, I, I, I do this because I want to. And if the, at any point I couldn't do it, I'd say, OK, fine. I got no problem living in, a van, living in a van down by the river. But a lot of people are just too entitled. They won't give up their modern comforts. Now, a lot of these lazy, gluttonous city dwelling people are forced to sort of reconcile with this way of life that can't they can't sustain anymore. Yeah. I think if you look at the pandemic and the lockdowns, conservatives, I hear it from a lot of these people in rural areas, not as not as affected you're in the middle of nowhere. There's no real, there's no outdoor mask mandates. You're living your life the way you normally do. Your neighbor is kind of far away. You still go talk to him in the cities. It's panic. Yeah. You're in a, you're in a cubicle. You can't go outside. It's solitary confinement. People are fleeing the cities. They don't want to live this way anymore. They can't get supplies in the cities. Gas is skyrocketing, gas shortages, people in the country. Like, what, what did you just say earlier in the show, Ian? You're isolated from what was going on in the cities. No, I don't remember saying that. What do you mean? You were mentioning something about these people who have been like, uh, you know, locked up in their apartments. They can't get out. And you're maybe, maybe it was before the show, and you're like isolated from that because we're out in the middle of nowhere. Oh yeah, I haven't experienced it in a while. I was yeah. in the city for like 15 years, you know, New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, and I I felt like I was doomed. It was just the brake dust is a big part of it because it's so the particulates of the brake dust on the cars are so fine they get in the alveoli of your lungs, right th into the blood barrier, like just right way worse than the carbon monoxide. 
Um, and that can ha- cause hypertension and, and stress. But you're compacted and there's nowhere to run. Like if you're in Manhattan, you can't really get out. If they so, shut down the bridges, you can try and swim the East River. But can, if they don't want you to, they'll be looking for people. <laughs> well, so, so my, my point is, I, I don't know about, you know, turning Manhattan into a prison, Jeez. but my, my point Great is, movie, by the way. for yeah. people who, for the, for many rural people, which is the predominant, is predominantly conservative, it's not been as bad. No, you know, people no, in the it's cities, amazing out but, here. but you know what? Am I going to shed a tear over these gluttonous, entitled city-dwelling folks who demand? I'm sorry, man. When I see people, illegal immigrants, uh, picking figs in in southern Southern California, I went down and I interviewed people and I met the the children of illegal immigrants, and they were like my family. They they pick fig or dates or something, oh. and they get paid 14 bucks an hour. And I'm like, isn't it amazing that those people are doing work and these New York and L.A. liberals who write articles about Brad Pitt's junk are mm-hmm. making $50,000 a year and getting to eat the fruits of your labor while they do nothing? That's why the Democratic Party likes this. Mm-hmm. They like the cheap labor coming in to do the real work where they can sit and pretend they're doing work as if writing an article about celebrity gossip or garbage is producing something of value for society other than wasting their time. And the next echelon is the banking pe- people that work in finance that don't do anything but take meetings and have lunch during the day. And they, their, their income is, they're, they're, they just keep making money on their money. They keep getting like uh, interest and and, uh, and, and so Max was talking about this, the private, the, the hedge fund billionaires, the private equity. But I was, I just want to say, I, I mentioned this before that I have infinitely more respect for the illegal immigrants who will cross vast swaths of, of, of desert, ride on top of trains for thousands of miles because they love America so much mm. than I do for these people in these cities who are like, America's racist. I hate this country. It's well, like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if they love America so much or they, they love, they, they they need opportunity so much. They, I mean, well, I but, 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 not, but, but not, I know what you mean. But like, I don't I, think they have like a great love for the great, country. No, no, I'm not America saying like, gives you, it gives you the chance to not have yeah. to love the country. They're like, you don't have to stand for the pledge of allegiance. You don't have to say it. you can stomp on the flag and burn it on the ground. This is a place for you to be your best. In, in, I, I wish in, we in wouldn't, general, though. In, but we're yes. But listen, <laughs> I mean, in general, great. there are people who are like, America, I have to be there. Yeah. They're not talking about the founding fathers. They're not talking about our constitution. They're saying this country is just good. I respect those willing to go on this dangerous journey to come to find the American dream and the people in these cities who are complaining, America is awful. Yeah. And then you add on top of that the insult to injury of a bunch of these people I knew in New York working for these companies writing these articles saying Donald Trump, orange man, bad, getting paid 50, 60, 70,000 dollars a year. And those same illegal immigrants making five bucks an hour. And they're like, America's great. So I, it's funny that as you're doing this, you keep making this gesture because <laughs> the type in the garbage. Yes, article. no, exactly. Because I think it's <laughs> spot on. Because I think I think compounded to that, and the article I wrote last year about leaving DC, and I've been a city kid my whole life, but now I'm a country boy and I'm learning. But I think compounded to that also is that we are a ten thousand, fifty thousand, seventy thousand year old species, and it's really the first time that people have made a living off of something that requires no manual labor. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't change our DNA. It doesn't change our nature. And I feel like, especially for guys, if I don't mean to sound sexist, but I feel like the city guys I know who were most well-adjusted have some sort of physical outlet. But if you just work all day on a computer and you go home and you play video games and you watch TV and that's what you do after you do, well, your only outlet of of productivity or creativity or masculinity is like a nasty Yelp review because your, <laughs> your barista got your order yeah. wrong, right? And now you need an outlet. You, you you talked about the garden. You talked about chickens. People, men and women, you need something to do to create, to hold in your hand, whether it's art, whether it's you need to do something. And we have a whole society that does not produce anything. I yeah. think it's funny how many people who watch the show 
like sort of poke fun at us out here as new, you know, country folk sort of. They're like, oh, it's so cute here. You talk about how you have no, no idea what you're doing with those chickens. Yeah. And, but it's like smiling and laughing like, oh, you'll figure it out. People in the cities ain't never going to figure it out because they're living in their concrete cubicles that smell like sour milk, complaining and demanding resources from outside the, outside the cities. What I really love about the arguments from a lot of these leftists when they say, well, the cities are the ones that produce, you know, uh, all of the GDP and everything. It's like, OK, let me let me let me explain something to you. Farms aren't in cities. Hmm. They're outside the cities. The food you eat, it's being imported. It's being driven by truck drivers, not in those cities. How about your energy? Your energy is That's produced, not, that, not the, in your that cities. That pipeline originates in the country. Mm-hmm. And you look at some of the jobs in these cities. I got to tell you, man, I'm, I'm, I'm hung up on this because I remember the first time I went, I went to one of these news rooms it was when I worked for Vice. And the job I had before Vice was nonprofit office, mm. which was not paid very well, um, better than I'd been paid working for the airlines. And a lot of hard work. It was very stressful. People couldn't handle the job because it was sales, basically. And so then I remember, you know, I had worked for 10 bucks an hour at O'Hare Airport, lifting heavy bags, like 50,000 pounds of luggage every day, just eight hours. And then I walk into this Vice newsroom and I see half the chairs are empty. And I'm like, oh, where's everybody? And they're like, oh, they're working from home. I'm like, working from home. How much do they get paid? $40,000 a year. <laughs> I'm like, 40000 What do they write? Well, sometimes they'll write like an article or two per day. Yeah. I'm like, about what? Brad Pitt's junk. Yeah. That I'm like, wow. So you guys are like Elysium. You know, I think yeah. I think I worked there before the movie came out. I don't remember. But it's like where that space station where all the rich people live and they have like it, all this technology. You come into the office when you feel like it. You write stupid articles about trash yeah. and you get paid 40 grand a year. Not a lot of money, I understand. But for someone who's in the early 20s, relative to somebody who's got to like, I don't know, be a janitor. You look at some of these jobs in New York where guys like changing light bulbs. You get like a, a 45-year-old old, you know, custodian. Yeah. He's like doing work. And his 20-year-old's getting paid twice as much as he is to write nonsense yeah. garbage. Now, at least that person – so so I'm, I'm going to – we'll keep this going. That person, you could say, theoretically, is producing something. I think I feel more disgust – for the consumer side, because that person is only producing because someone is clicking on that article. Right, right. And who are these hundreds of thousands <laughs> more, of people? More disgust. Who have not? Yeah, they have nothing better to do than to like, oh, Brad Pitt's junk. Oh, seven times your cheeseburger reminded you of Brad Pitt's junk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there are clearly enough people who are clicking on that, and that is where our society has become. Like, so I'm producing content because there are enough people who have the largesse. Why do they have the largesse? Because we have 150,000 illegals every day, cross on, every month crossing the border who are doing all of the labor. That's right. That allows them the luxury to click on Brad Pitt's junk articles. I, and it's funny because I hear the argument from conservatives. When they raided that chicken processing plant, the guy was like, I want to work. You know, I want to make money. And the left has, nobody wants those jobs. No, it's mm. just your entitled, disgusting, lazy a- a- attitude. You don't want that job. A ton of Americans want that job. A ton of Americans would kill for that job. Well, now, you know, I guess fortunately for most people, Joe Biden says, come on, man, just give everybody money for no reason. So yeah. now people are like, oh, what's the point of working? Yeah. Those would be the ones if the zombie apocalypse came who... I mean, they would die within the first couple hours, right? <laughs> like you said, how we would die? They with, would be the zombies. Yeah, they probably would. Yeah. They, they would be. They would be the zombies. They already are the zombies. But like, like, just think of if if we did lose fossil fuels like that, and you said within days, millions of people would be dead. I think millions of of fifteen and sixteen year olds would be dead because their parents would kill them because they can't Snapchat, they can't TikTok, they can't. And, and oh, they'd break they'd down. Be they, their heads would exp- well, yeah. right? look, these they'd, kids. They'd be insufferable, so you just have to put them down. A bunch of these Gen Z kids grew up attached to the internet. Yeah. If if the grid went down, 
they would have serious episodes. I mean, during the lockdown, this is crazy. A bunch of teenagers committed suicide. I know. And, and tragic. Some, some, some people like I know lost children and it's, you know, I'm not going to say any names or anything, but yeah, these, these stories because they got disconnected from their friends. It's crazy what would happen if we actually had some kind of real crisis. And I tell you, I don't think any, I, I think most conservatives are particularly confident in their abilities for good reason. Mm. And I think most Democrats are confident in their abilities out of ignorance. I, I, th- these people who grew up in cities, man, they, they think they'll be okay. They scoff and they laugh. So we did the promo for the food things, for the food buckets, mm-hmm. safeandreadymeals.com. And we, I, I hear it from these leftists laughing, mocking me, saying he's so dumb selling these emergency food bins to stupid people. And I'm like, what do you think is going to happen mm-hmm. when, I don't know, like a heavy rainfall hits? And I remember it was, I think it was Houston or Dallas where they had that severe flooding mm-hmm. and people were trapped in their homes. And I'm like, do you think emergency food is only for when the zombies come? Or is it because sometimes it rains and they're so arrogant? They mm. always believe that food is infinite, that they can walk down to the store and food's just there. There's a really great uh, com- uh, um, comedic bit, this video where a guy, he like wakes up on his couch and there's garbage everywhere. And his girlfriend walks in and she's like, what are you doing? Clean up the garbage. And he goes, no, 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 no. wait, wait, I got to show you something. It's amazing. You just put the garbage right here on the table. <laughs> You go to sleep, and when you wake up, it's gone. This works, by the way. And she's like, what? (laughs) And he's like, watch. And he goes to sleep, and then he wakes up, and it's gone, and she's gone. Yeah. And the joke was, she's doing the work. You just don't know it. So these people think they can walk downstairs, and there's just food in the Mm. bodega. And I I love it when I was talking, when I was arguing with UBI people. Mm. and And they were like, if we have UBI, then people can buy food. And I was like, if you shut down the businesses, and the farms can't produce milk, and the milk can't get transported to the store. Where does the where does the milk come from? And I, I kid you not, someone tweeted, "Food comes from the store." What are you talking about? Yeah, there you go. I was like, "What? Boom. Have you ever seen the trucks pull in and unload this? Have you tried?" I was my mind was blown. Where do the toilet paper is? Oh, toilet papers. It's still they were saying aisle to- four. It's still there. It's just they have to restock it because from yeah. in, the, in the back. Do you think that like a genie walks in the back and goes like and like toilet paper goes boop it just appears and they walk it out and put it on the aisles? Apparently, a lot of these people don't realize that your avocados they come from Mexico. They got to ship that from Mexico to New York so you can have your hipster avocado toast. Yeah. It's terrible for the environment by, by their standards, especially, and uh, they don't care. You know what I'm most excited about is Vertical Farms. I, I, I kind of want to get back to talking about how ridiculous people are, too. Yeah. Um, but Vertical Farms, are you guys familiar with Aero Farms in New Jersey? It's yeah. in Newark, biggest indoor vertical farm in the world, at least it was a few years ago. So uh, they grow pro- food without dirt. They'll like The roots will grow on like a mesh, and they'll spray nutrients on the mesh. Cool. You have these like just wow. floors and floors and floors so of neat. indoor plants. I think that's the future of, of urban living, I think. Yeah. Hydroponics. Yes. Aquaponics. Well, yeah. let's, 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 let's talk about this. California declares drought emergency across vast swath of state. We talked a lot about political crises, mm-hmm. but what happens? So, uh, uh let me, let me slide on soon. I don't want to blame Joe Biden for everything. I think he's a bad leader. I think his policies have caused very serious problems with the economy and with the border, mm-hmm. of course. Yep. I don't think we can blame him for everything having to do with Israel and Gaza. That would be insane. That mm-hmm. conflict has been going on for a long time. But what we're looking at now with this story from California, there's a massive drought. I look at some of these photos and I, I was, I went and covered the drought several years ago when it was, you know, in its, in its peak, it was, it was a disaster and it looks worse now. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's just I'm misremembering, but it seems like it's way worse. What are we going to do now when we have this pathetic president who has no ability to lead? How is he supposed to deal with his own problems of his creation and with natural disasters? 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Because California's, they're already in trouble. Yeah. Now you add this drought. They're going to start going to other states and making demands. And, they're and in demand relief. They're going to demand we pay for it. That drought that you said you covered, and I'm, I'm trying, what was that about? Probably about a decade ago. Maybe? It was, well, no, no, it was uh, 2016. 20, the, the, 2015, 2016. What steps did the state of California or did America take after that drought to say, how do we make sure this doesn't happen again? Right? Like I said earlier on, one of the things that I challenge, my challenge in this industry is that it's not always sexy, it's not titillating, it's not fun. That's another example. And this is the role of government, right? The role of government is not to police your pronouns. It is not to talk about your, 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 your boys and girls in sports. These are, for good or for ill, these are the jobs we've put at the feet of our government. What has California or the country done to secure our electric grid, to secure our energy supply, or in the case of California, to secure its water supply? Because you know you are drought prone. You know what your population is. You know that, that the, the rain is cyclical. What have well, you done? Me, I want to I make sure I highlight the other story in this because this is about the greater natural disasters. And we have this one from uh, express.co.uk. Solar storm traveling at 1.3 million kilometers per hour to hit Earth tomorrow. Oh, great. Oh. They say it could spark satellite-related issues. Sometimes when we get these when we get these storms, it causes issues with like cell phone coverage and things like that. I don't think this is the big one where all of our electronics get fried or anything. But it's just another example of outside of the political crisis mm-hmm. and the government to your to your, to your question, not doing anything about no. it. And uh, uh, I'm not I'm not comfortable right now with a Biden presidency, a Biden administration, <laughs> as we're staring down the barrel of natural disasters, Middle Eastern conflict. Economic crisis, migrant crisis. I'm actually what, what um, what's the opposite of comfortable? Um, uncomfortable isn't is disconcerted. That's no, long not, word, not, not, not enough. Agitated, I'm, uh, anxious. Oh yeah, and genuinely concerned. But you know, I would say I'm not a uh, particularly excitable. So when it happens, I kind of laugh and then I go and buy a bunch of bullets. You know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> that was my reaction today. Like I did my segments, so I do my 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 you know you know hour and twenty minutes or so. In the morning, the three segments, 10, 1, and, and 4 p.m. And afterwards, I was like, da 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 Let's see, 9 millimeter, ooh, hollow point. Mm. Let's see, 45 ACP. Oh, yeah. And you got five, it, no five, problem. Oh, the there's fruits there's a lot of shortages. Labor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's been a little bit better. It was really bad last year, but I was like, I'm going to buy a bunch of bullets. Nice. And then I got, like, some beans and rice, and I'm like, you know what, man? That's, 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 that's the manifestation of my anxiety watching a Biden presidency and natural mm. disasters. I'm like, time to buy some ammo. You're not wrong either. The, historically, if you've ever heard, I want to tell you about the Sea Peoples. Have you guys ever heard of the Sea Peoples? 1200 BC? The sea Peoples? Yeah, apparently this unknown culture of humans, 1200 BC, came from the, from Asia and just flooded the Mediterranean and wiped out and murdered and destroyed all civilization essentially as we know it. Mm. They don't know why. No one really knows anything about them or where they came from or why they came. But what they think happened was a series of events. It's never the big one. It's very rarely. It's a volcano along with uh, three years of famine. And then there's a flood or there's a war involved with a famine. And then there's a solar flare or there's a fire. And it's all these things happening at once. That's what causes social collapse. It's not 
it's not the, the, the oil alone. It's not the solar flare alone. It's not the war alone, but it's when they all conflict. And they're all happening right now. Isn't that, yeah. isn't that it, it, perfect? At timing. any moment, they can all happen right now. We have to be on guard for that. And that's and that's like why I think Biden is particularly bad for us. It, I, I understand it's like so obvious Tim Pool criticizing Joe Biden. I get it. Um, I think Trump had his problems, but Joe Biden is like sitting in his wheelchair with his little warm blanket in the sun, going like if, while like yeah. everything's on fire. If Yosemite us. erupts, and then there's uh, if Yosemite f- erupts, we got nothing to worry about. Yeah, we'll be yeah, there. And, and there's true. a war out. and a flood. Well, like, we all have masks, so oh, if we'll Yosemite erupts, we have we have masks. It, it could block out the sun yeah. Yeah. at the very least, other than the actual. Mm-hmm. I mean, for for I don't know how long it would block out the sun. Um, years that would destroy a crop. So rotation. you're saying the secret bunker should be hermetically sealable so that yes. we can go underground think, and yes, indoor farms prolong our suffering. <laughs> indoor farms is a big part of it's it. It's going to be a race to get to Mount Weather if if Mount if Yellowstone uh, and Yosemite Mount, goes up. Also, Where? getting off Earth. Mount Weather. That's the station uh, in in Virginia. It's actually um, um, uh, right outside D.C. But that's what the government built in the case of nuclear. War Mount Weather. You can see it. It's right there on a hill. It's a secret government. It's not secret because everyone knows what it is. Oh, but it's not, it's well, not a what's, mountain. Is what's it? happening? You know, it's, well, it's on a mountain and it's called Mount oh. Weather. And it's it's one of those. What actually happens at Mount Weather? No one hey, knows. Isn't that where the enclave but it is? A government is bunker. In, oh, yeah. Is that where the enclave is in Fall? No, that's awesome. Yeah, you go if you go far west of the mountains and there's like a yeah yeah that's what it is. The thing I'm that concerns sure. me is I don't think we should even talk about if it's when when Yosemite erupts because yeah. it will again in the future. Well, that's what volcanoes it's, do. It's overdue by only like eighty thousand years, so yeah. there's nothing yeah. to worry about. When there's a conflux yeah. of events that causes mass catastrophe on the surface of Earth, hopefully we'll be on Mars, we'll be on the Moon, we'll have space stations. But yeah. what are we? Where's our localized infrastructure? I don't want to rely on a pipeline. I don't want to rely on an energy source far away i mean where's my well food my water just, my waste just, just real quick yes mount weather is what they use to model raven rock which in fallout 3 for those that are familiar with the game is where the enclave which is the remnants of the u.s government there are you, based yes after yeah, the nuclear sense. apocalypse there you go yeah that's always a real place but they're not gonna let yeah. you in well no we're gonna try to get in but but to your point though absolutely if if if, if societal collapse happens it's, it is every man for himself, and that is why teaching self resiliency and 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 independence is a is a virtue. And I feel like what we are cult- inculcating as a culture, and I feel like what this president is doing is inculcating dependency. We last night we were we talking take ab- care of you. about Africa a lot, and like I think Nigeria, how they're on crypto, and a lot of what's happened in these African countries is they've leapfrogged the last one hundred years of electrical infrastructure because they didn't have a central grid, so they just immediately went to a solar panel on every house. And now they all have cell phones. They Gravity bypass, lights. yeah, yeah. They Gravity bypass lights. like the telephone, uh, you know, centralization structure. So they have cell phones, solar panels. Oh. They're using crypto. So there is potential for new societies to have to start with, you know, sustainable stuff, as we can see. And that, the gravity absolutely. lights. Yeah, gravi- gravity lights are really cool. You ever see those? No. It's a series of gears, and you have a rock on a on a string, okay. and you lift the rock up and let it go. And as the rock is falling, it's spinning the gears, which generate electricity. And it falls for like and 12 so it, hours. Yeah, it takes 12 hours to go all the way down, and it lights. It turns the light on. So it's like an old clock, like an old right, right. clock that has a pendulum and, and has... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's just ah. it, using gear a gear you know ratio so that as it's spinning, it goes really slow. It spins really fast, and then and gravity, like the thing about something in orbit, is it's falling. Technically, when it you're is, when yeah. you're orbiting the Earth, you're in a state of falling. So, if we could utilize that force to create electricity, I think that no, would be you, a sustainable. You, you couldn't because 
it is falling, but it's moving forward fast enough to where it orbits. You'd have you'd have to reduce speed at some point. You can't just it that, that would be a perpetual motion machine. It wouldn't work. You can't just get energy out of the system. It wouldn't be it. perpetual. It would slow down over time, but it might be slow down. It's like as the as the rock falls, it takes twelve hours to fall. Maybe it could take six hundred thousand years for it to fall back to Earth. I see, just like orbital decay, mm-hmm. and then you, like capturing that somehow. Yep. I don't know. Maybe seems kind of crazy. Yep. But uh, maybe we'll get by a solar storm and then it'll just get erased. I think it wiped out. Going back to the California droughts, I mean, there are whole countries. I'm thinking of Israel that have mastered desalinization. Yeah, but you know what the problem with that is? I actually Why went, can't we in California? They do have one in Carlsbad. I went there. It's beautiful. It's it's crazy. It's a whole bunch of it's a series of tubes as as most things are, I suppose. Uh, the internet, the oil pipelines, but they have a whole bunch of these tubes where the water runs through all of them. The problem is there is going to be refuse. Hmm. Brine. Yeah. And it we I we watched it. We filmed it as it poured out of these these wastewater pipes. The brine sinks to the bottom and goes under the ocean water, killing everything on the ocean floor. And that causes a wave of death going all the way up because the, the food chain dies. Mm. The, the critters that eat stuff on the floor die because there's no food anymore. The critters that eat those critters die. The critters that eat those critters that die. And then the people who go fishing can't get fish anymore. So there's a lot of things to solve with uh, desalination. One of the issues, I suppose, is humans consuming more and more of the ocean water, changing salinity destroying coastal areas, destroying fisheries. I don't think there's a solu- there, 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 there's a solution for infinite growth or at least exponential growth considering how many people there are. I think there's a certain point where we just get too many people and then we strain our, our ecosystem. It happens to deer. It happens to, you know, basically every creature on the planet. Hogs, for instance, people go around in helicopters shooting hogs, just too many of them. Humans are not going to be immune from the same environmental forces that everything else on the planet is. Yeah. And so we got to pay attention to that. I'm not going to pretend to know the solutions, but I can tell you a lot of really crazy people are willing to do a lot of really crazy things once they get power to ensure that they get to live comfortably forever. And you are the one who is the hog being culled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're the ones who have the private jets and the, That's right. the multiple well, homes. This is, what I th- and- this is what I think about the climate change thing. I think a lot of these people are like, you know, there's like a guy and he's like sit, he's wearing his like velvet bathrobe or whatever in the morning and he's sipping his, his morning coffee with a cigar. And then he sees the newspaper and it says, due to climate change, people will lose access to these luxuries. And he goes, heavens, I have to give up my private jet? <laughs> no, make everyone else give it up. Yeah. So he throws money and says, everyone, give up all your luxuries, give up all your luxuries. And he goes, once they all give up their luxuries and they're flushing their toilets, and now you got to pee in the top of the toilet to flush the rest of it because we got to save water. I'll get to keep my yacht. I'll get to keep my private plane. It's better this way. By the way, that's a wonderful accent of a rich person. Yeah, it was good. I mean, oh, that's I just know. that's flawless. So, yeah. these, these rich people, people naturally develop those accents. Oh, yes, of it course happens. they do. <laughs> yes, as soon as you, you break you your first from million. The f- in front of your mouth. Mm-hmm. You can it watch it happen. You. you should go to a club and there'll, there'll be a guy and he's like, well, I'm looking at uh, uh, my, my portfolio here and uh, – Oh, it's about to cross one million dollars. Oh, fine. It's happened. Jolly good. Oh, Rufus, your your voice broke. I see you've made a million dollars. There's a woman and she's like, you made a million dollars? And he's like, you can tell, can't you? When the the rich psycho says, I need to rule all these, these sycophants, these people, because they're not smart enough. And then they make these decisions like if Bloomberg. they give up their WhatsApp Bloomberg. Yeah, yeah. So when that happens, I wonder like then you were talking about all these people that just can't stop eating crap, salty fast food. They can't like bring themselves to change, to become self-identified, to cook their own food, to take control of their life. Are they really like a mass of ignoramuses that need to be 
controlled and, and called, not called, but like taken, taken care of by a small group of highly intelligent humans? Yeah, yeah. Or is, well, is no, that no, no, the that's, story that's, we're told? No, no, that's a really good point. I think uh, maybe you're onto something, Ian. There could be a group of people that oh, maybe just have better ideas. It could be a reference to like enlightenment or, you know, like, like a light, like a, an illumination. They, they could call oh, yeah. themselves something like that, like Illuminati. The Illuminati. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones uh, who know all things. Yes, yes. And they can tell other people how to live because as we've seen throughout history, hmm. centralization of power always is a good oh, thing. Yeah. If you hoard all your information on an island, then there's no chance the island will get flooded <laughs> and destroyed and yeah. the information exactly. will be lost. Exactly. Or in a great library, perhaps. Uh, the problem with these people is that while I think it's true, there are a lot of really, really dumb people. Hmm. And I think there are very few smarter people. Centralization uh, doesn't work. One person, a small group of people, cannot adequately plan for how a system this large will work. They've tried it over and over again. It was called communism. Mm. It clearly doesn't doesn't work. It didn't work. And I know all these commie leftists will be like, that was because the U.S. was interfering. It in wasn't the real bit. communism. Yeah. So yeah. The- when they were like, starve the Ukrainians to give the Russians food because we need it more. I'm like, that's central planning. So what Treating makes me, individual like trash. That makes me think the problem is not that they're making people do something or making them not do something. It's that they're restraining their ability to be adaptable because yeah. you need, yeah, that's what it, you need to allow people Decentralization. to be Decentralization. their ability to be free. Yeah, I mean, adaptability is freedom, and and you know, and then that's that's taken away in a centralized system. It's it's interesting. Uh, Max the other day was talking about how these these um, altcoins are like a casino. Somebody says, "I put in money on this cryptocurrency. I lost money, and now I need to make it back up." So they put in a different currency. And they keep losing money. Mm. I feel like a lot of the centralization we see with these 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 wealthy individuals is they made a bet. Hey, we should do this policy and control this good. It'll make everything better. Then when it gets worse, they go, quick, quick, do another policy. And so they keep stacking duct tape onto a thing. The problem is caused by them. Yeah. Yeah. And you talked about how it's a series of events that lead to the ultimate collapse of society. And I think you're absolutely right. But if you look at one country in particular, and more should be written about this. Movies, you talked about doing original creative. Oh, we're doing it. Movies should be written about this. And it is, in our lifetime, the story of Venezuela. I mean, in in the turn of the century, this century, the year 2000, it was the the wealthiest, most prosperous country in South America. Uh, um, it had a, a, a number of, of uh, American and European engineers and doctors who lived there. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hugo Chavez did not run as saying, I'm going to destroy your country. He ran as, I'm going to bring a greater sense of equality and equity or whatever, whatever. And here we are 21 years later. And 70, the latest statistic I saw, 78% of the population is in extreme poverty. I mean, they have the world's largest proven oil and gas reserve, uh, oil reserves. And they have no, they have no oil. A lot of murder, they're, they're, though. They got a lot of murder. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, in, in, in every single, the, the, those who, who, those Illuminati, those who were smart, those who were fled the country, and what is left, and who takes care of those people, and that, that is, I fear, 
the direction we are slowly headed in. It's a series of collapses. In addition to the series of collapses, what happens, what tends to happen is it will affect one large group of people. And then those people will migrate because mm. they're screwed. And then the migration will cause another catastrophe where they land and they'll disrupt those, that populace. The sea can, people can, were the ones that were catastrophically affected by the series of events. So it seems. But the people that were murdered in the Mediterranean just suffered the fallout. Mm. So what you're basically saying is that in these blue areas destroyed by Democrats, they're all going to flood into red areas. We're seeing it happen. And they're bringing their weird you know, race theories. It's like a drop of it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's landing in schools in like West Virginia, freaking out parents. Colorado, yeah. Yep. Colorado. Yeah. And, and that's why federalism is your best fight back because you have so much more power at this – Power should be as concentrated at the localist level possible. And people, get rid of the Electoral College. You, you know, I mean, without getting into the history of our founding fathers, the person who is not elected by Electoral College is your governor because that's where more power should be than the president. They never wanted the president. They never wanted D.C. to be powerful. Yep. So did the founders love democracy? They love direct democracy because they wanted it at the most local. Your mayor is right. elected by direct democracy. But, boy, wouldn't it be great if your mayor had more power than your governor and your governor more power than the president? But instead, there used to be an expression. My mom, I hope you're listening, mom. She used to say it all the time, and maybe she's the last one. Don't make a federal case out of it. Oh, don't make a federal <laughs> case out of it. Too, yeah. We don't say that right. anymore. Right, right. Everything is now a federal case. My trans daughter can't play volleyball. Go to the Supreme Court. Holy crap! There's no other recourse. Everything gets elevated to, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. to Washington D.C. Well, it, it, that's that, that's it's like we're asking you know mom and dad to solve our problems for us. Yeah, that's that's it's an interesting thing. You know, the problem is if people live in these awful blue states. Then they move to red states and then start voting, voting blue again, and then they just, you know, keep. Yeah, and then maybe we'll move back to California one day and reclaim it as our own, right? I mean, there are states that were blue that have turned red, and there are states that are red that are turning blue. And and I'm not going to stop migration patterns, but, you know, California had the largest exodus in the last 10 years. Who knows? Maybe we'll they'll see. drive it so far into the ground, people will start moving back to California and reclaim it. Yeah. Well, how about we take some super chats? So if you haven't already, smash that like button and leave your comments because it really does help. And don't forget to become a member at TimCast.com to get access to our massive library of members-only content. You can see it in the members area. we got a ton of really awesome stuff from a lot of really great people. We'll have a bonus segment up tonight. Let's read some super chats. But again, don't forget to share this show and smash that like button. I said that already. Yes. All right. Let's see what we got here. Mike Sullivan says Mr. Biden recently met Jimmy Carter. Carter told him about the amazing gas lines he had. Joe said, hold my Geritol and watch this. And now we have uh, gas lines again. That's fantastic. Wolfstar says Tim will never stop selling fear to his audience. He is worse than the MSM. That you're entitled to your opinion. I disagree. The mainstream media is outright lying to you about what's going on. And it's really funny when I have people who say like, Oh, Tim, you said all of these things were going to happen. I'm like, some approximation of those things are literally happening. Last year when I was like, man, I'm really concerned about shortages, you know, so check out this emergency food stuff. Don't go crazy. Just, you know, have some emergency food, water, and a first aid kit. And then we got all this news about supply shortages at all these major chain stores. And I'm like, okay, the apocalypse isn't here, but like, it's important to pay attention to the stuff. If you don't like it, hey, man, you're entitled to your opinion. You don't got to watch a show. Nobody's making you do it. (laughs) All right, let's see. John Lee says, Tim, today, when type in your channel, your newly uploaded videos didn't show up. I had to go into your channel to find the video. Did something happen? More importantly, where's my chicken stream? Uh, I don't know. I guess YouTube nuked the video. It happens sometimes. And uh, I'll have to look into it, I guess. Uh, the chicken stream is we're working on it, I guess. All, 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 all good things are worth the wait, right? That's right. 
Tango Hotel says, Tim, I heard your call to create new culture. I'm a disabled vet and I create every day at Twitch. Tango Hotel, where I stream XCOM 2, Long War, and a variety of other games. Thank you for, for all of uh, for what you do. Appreciate it. XCOM Long War is so legit. So good. Unreasonably Angry says, hey, Daniel, as a trucker, mm. I would like to hear your expert opinion on what the next step is for trucking, electric, hydrogen, cell, or stick with diesel. Um, you probably know this a lot better than I do, but the reason why I have hesitancy to say that we're going to go all electric with trucking uh, is because of the size and the, the of the battery, the weight, and the amount of, of, of space it takes up in the truck. So uh, people say we're going to have a fleet of electric trucks one day. When I look at what uh, truckers carry in terms of especially fossil fuels, but other things that are extremely heavy payloads, not your Amazon truck, not your UPS truck that is not, ex- but really, really heavy payloads, there will not, there is not yet a battery strong enough to run that truck. There, that may happen one day. I'm not opposed to it. Again, and, and let technology take its place. But right now, I think the trucking industry is the way our economy runs. I think our trucking industry is, is very safe. Even though I was advocating for the pipeline for fuel transportation, Truckers don't have to worry about their future in the immediate future. They don't. Uh-huh. Damon Cord with probably the best comment so far. There is no war in Bossing Say. Mm-hmm. Also, don't forget hurricane season is right now. Yeah, keep in mind. Uh, for those who aren't familiar with that reference, there is no war in Bossing Say. It comes from the Avatar show where they go to this great big city called Bossing Say, which is literally being attacked, but or the, there's a war with the Fire Nation, but the government doesn't allow people to talk about it. They're just like, shut up, nothing's happening. And uh, that was a great story arc. And now a meme. American capitalist says hyperinflation has hit the used vehicle market. There was a YouTube short of a $65,000 Corvette with 15 miles being flipped for 100K. Dealerships are empty. My three-year-old truck's trade-in value is higher than it was brand new. Whoa. Wow. Wow. Turk Longwell says, Tim, I think Max and Stacy may have convinced me to go straight Bitcoin, especially with all the disaster talk lately. Love the show. Smash that like button. You know what, man? I've known about Bitcoin for a decade. And every step of the way, I was like, if only I had bought some, if only I had bought some, if only I had bought some. And at a certain point, I was like, man, I'm stupid. Because if only I had bought some, I'm like, okay, I'm buying some. Yeah. You know, I, I, I have a little bit from a long time ago. And it's kind of crazy to see something that was not worth that much now be worth so much. And I'm just like, wow. But I never, man, I, I wish back in 2012, when it was at like five bucks or whatever, it hit five bucks. And I was like, oh, it's way too expensive to buy now. Because people don't get it, and I didn't get it, and I knew about it. Yeah. If only back then. So I'm, I'm, I think Bitcoin's going to hit a million bucks. Uh, Bitcoin has one and then eight zeros after it. That comes out to with you know two, two, uh, uh, a decimal point, two zeros, a million dollars. So I think it'll reach around that point probably uh, sooner than people realize. So uh, I'm buying Bitcoin. And I was thinking about it too. I'm probably just going to start treating Bitcoin as if it is worth a million dollars. So what that oh, means cool. is like if someone's like, you know, hey, I'll give you, you know, X, you know, point zero 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 whatever of a Bitcoin for X amount of dollars. It's like, wow, someone handing me, you know, a hundred dollars for five bucks. You know what I mean? I was going to mm-hmm. buy a laptop. I mentioned this last night and uh, instead I just bought Bitcoin and I was like, you know, because I don't want it in a year be like, oh, that was the most expensive laptop I ever bought. <laughs> I could have bought 10 laptops. I could have bought 15 laptops with this Bitcoin. With this money that the opportunity cost. Maybe if I buy it and every time I come on the show, can we can we talk about where it is when I bought it? I mean, yeah, you'd be like, hey, we're up X percent. I'll go back. To, I'll go home tomorrow. I'll buy some. I'll I, go home I, tonight and buy some. I think Max was correct about Bitcoin. People want it because it can store value. It doesn't matter. 
You know, I, I didn't realize this way back in the day in 2011 when it was really hard to buy. Like, so I, I probably would have bought it, mm. even though my friend talked me out of it, but it was just difficult to get. You'd yeah. like arrange a meeting with someone who had some. Yeah. I was actually mining on my computer like, oh, this is fun. It was just like, so small. I, I, you know, people, some guys bought, bought a pizza with like 20,000 Bitcoin and it didn't matter. He got a pizza. If people just recognized it did have value, it doesn't matter how many you have. It's going to go up. I'm not telling anybody to buy it. I'm just saying Even I will. In 10 years, it went from one cent to $50,000. $60,000. years. That's like nothing. Which means if you put in, uh, uh, what, if you bought 20,000 Bitcoin, uh, you'd be a billionaire right now. And when I, when I first discovered Bitcoin, it was at 70 cents. Wow. A billionaire. Yeah. 10 years. Billionaire. You'd I, buy I, a yacht. I told Lydia earlier I was almost going to buy it at 600 I guess it was like eight years ago. And I was like, 600 is so much money. Right. And, I, and they, my friend was like, buy three coin. And I was like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Of course, I didn't buy it. Yeah, that's <laughs> so when it, when, it, when it hits a million, you're going to be like, well. But now it's like fifty six thousand yeah. dollars. But don't be turned off by the cost of one. Yeah, you buy it in you percentages. Buy it in percentages. Buy. No, I'll buy the dollar. I'll, I'll buy thirty or forty yeah, bitcoins. Buy what you can afford. Home. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, that'll be good. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Take it away. Keep good it luck simple. with that. Just throw me some if you got that yeah. much. <laughs> Here we go. We got do- Dr. Remulak says I did an interview with the Keystone Pipeline. I lost a potential seventy thousand dollar a year job. Whoa. I am pissed. Well, it's not all bad. Seventy thousand dollars a year by next year will only be twenty. Thousand, oh so you won't have lost that much money. God. Hey, how about that? They'll have to give you a five hundred thousand dollar a year job. Heart goes out to you, brother. The, yeah. Making those Keystone Pipeline videos was one of the hardest things I did, and talking to those guys, seventy thousand is a great salary. I talked to guys who've been working as welders for thirty, forty years. Yeah. They lost three hundred thousand dollar jobs. Tragic. Wow. Yeah. We got a lot of comments from people. Jay uh, Britton Clark says Democrats be like there is no war in Bossing say. I thought that too. That's yeah. right. Wow. Shark Bite Biz says Tim, can you give my vodcast Shark Bite Biz some love? Oh. There you go. Give a shout out. Thanks for the super chat. Vodcast. Crandall Logan says there is no gas shortage. There is no massive inflation. There is no food shortage. There is no war in Bossing <laughs> say. There is no war in Bossing say. <laughs> yup. You know why they're saying all these things? They don't want people to panic. Yeah. And so I guess we're privileged. Each and every one of you listening are fortunate enough to to hear these things before it breaks out into the mainstream. The New York Times put out a tweet that said there are no long lines. That's crazy. Yeah. You 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 saw them. Mm. You you on the way here you saw massive lines. Two or three uh, and I'll I'll see them when I drive home tonight. And heck, I, I will take a picture and uh, Daniel Turner PTF on Twitter, and I'll post them. I, I wanted to post them, but I didn't want to pull yeah. over right, right, photo. Right, right. I'll but go the on the way home. Saying, so, so listen. So I, I, I have no problem reading the criticism of me, where the guy says I'm selling fear. By all means, if if that's what you think, don't listen to me. If you think we're making good points, then maybe you should check out SafeAndReadyMeals.com. They sponsor the show. It helps us produce the show, and I genuinely think they're good products. We have a bunch of them. Uh, or don't. By all means, I could be some raving lunatic on the internet who's wrong about everything, and you shouldn't listen to me. I'm just some guy with a camera, and a bunch of other guys showed up, and we talk about stuff. If there's a problem on the horizon, don't be afraid, and yeah. do not panic. Make a decision, and make it fast. You you can you can weather this. There is there's this great story where um, I can't remember exactly what it was, but you got people listening probably know there were like there's like a shipwreck, and a bunch of soldiers were on a boat. And they were freaking out. And so then one soldier took out his weapon and took it apart and then gave everyone a piece and then took out a bunch of bullets and then gave everyone a, everyone else a bullet and then said, okay, shut up. We're going to rebuild this weapon. 
and then called on people who had the right pieces at the right point. And I was reading about, they said, psychologically, it took people out of panic mode Mm. and put them into a logical mode. They all sort of stopped and were waiting for their cue to participate in the completion of a logical process that allowed them to plan better, calm down and assess their situation better. So panic is bad. You never want to panic. When you panic, you run into a burning building or into the direction. So I'll I'll tell you, I'll give you a better example. I was in Venezuela and uh, on one side of the street down the block, we had a bunch of Venezuelan National Guard armed with guns. One block down, a bunch of protesters. The protesters all start screaming and they all start running north. I ran west because I didn't panic. When people, people are in those situations and they panic, they all run in the same direction. Mm. It's like, imagine a boulder is behind you and you're like, I better keep running straight. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's panicking. You should maybe take one step to the right and let it pass you by. Your chickens do that all the time. And you're like, just go to the left. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm walking to that door and the chicken just keeps in front of Banging you. Banging the And fence. you're like, go to the left or the <laughs> right. And you, you eventually have to stop. Yeah. Panic yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah. make you think. It's funny because we have this little thing for the chickens. It's like a, uh, this little fence area. There's a, there's, the gate is open. And the, the, the chicken friends will all walk out and walk. They'll come out to the right where the gate is open, then go forward and turn to the left. And then the one chicken inside is just poking its head at the fence, panicking, freaking out, not understanding why it can't get through. Yeah. And then I'm like, I can't tell the chicken the door is there. They're just not smart enough. And then it just stops and just craps right where it's standing. And I'm like, all right, you know, there's no help in these things, I guess. You can give them food and water, but they're funny to watch. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's the phenomenon of herd animals and like herding. It is weird how animals run in a pack together straight forward when they freak. Not all of them. Silence do good says, yeah, that is totally false. I oversee one of the largest manufacturing plants in the world. There is no shortage in petroleum drivers. I have thousands under my supervision. It's a hoax. Trust me. Hmm. If that's true. Then what's going on? Hey, who are all these people reporting it? If I didn't Why see it, it didn't happen. That's right. Yeah. That's my point. No. I got an idea. I looked out the window. I didn't see a line. There are no lines. Yeah. Are no hold lines. on, hold on. I'm going to choose to ignore this super chat and just pretend we didn't read it. Yeah. yeah. There's a truck <laughs> oh. driver shortage. What do we do? <laughs> oh, oh, geez. Truck driver shortage. <laughs> well, I don't know if this, who this person is, but right. right. Could have been sarcastic that yeah. comment. Never know. Although the in in your defense and in the article's defense, it did say particularly oil and gas uh, truck drivers because they do need special certification, and those schools were yes. shut down well, again. The, the, the implications of shutting everything down for COVID. We have a we have a clarification apparently. So remember what it said? It said trucker shortage, but then it said the trucks were parked. Hmm. Right? Not the same thing. Uh, C.J. Hansen says truck mechanic here. There's no driver shortage. The emission trucks aren't reliable and fail monthly as if on schedule. The parts aren't available and they don't run without a fully functional emission system. Parked trucks. Could it be a supply shortage instead? Ah, that's, well, it's, it's very similar to the chip shortage we, that we're facing. We've been, I've been trying to get this computer for a long time. Yeah. We've been waiting for over a month and I don't fault the company. They're like, we're just sorry. I'm like, look, we want this particular processor. I don't want to buy a machine that's going to fail on us or just not be reliable enough as we expand because we want to do the shows outside. So we want a good machine that can handle a lot. And they're like, then we're going to have to wait. Hmm. And I'm like, I guess we have to. I guess we have to wait. It's it's getting freaky out there, man. Oscar Oliu says, NC residents do tend to panic by. If there is snow, there is no milk or bread the same day. Also, sheep coin. Sheep coin. Go new puppy coin. Also, used to hate Ian, but he's grown on me. Down with the Fed. I think Shiba Inu is a token, not a coin. Oh, okay. In oh. which case, I say, at least uh, uh, Dogecoin is an actual coin. Yeah. Tokens operate, they're ERC-20, ERC-20 tokens, they operate on Ethereum, and people could just like snap their fingers and there's like a million of them. There's going to be 370 <clears throat> trillion Shiba tokens, I think. 
370 trillion. Some trillions. Oh. It's in the trillions, the amount they're going to print. It's, a lot it's like, of, it's like, it's a big number. A thousand times it's, more. It's, it's, it, look, it's people just trying to, I, I don't think Dogecoin is the greatest coin ever. Doge, yeah. Because Doge, it's just going to keep making, they're going to keep making more. It's inflationary. I get that. But it is at, at least still, to a certain degree, decentralized. Hmm. There's not a lot of infrastructure happening on it. There's not a lot of work being done on it. But these, these, these tokens, man, nah, I, don't, I don't know about this. Humor. The human and humor, like it's part of what we are. So mm. Dogecoin is like it's like a comedy coin. It's so yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, like, this world did. Yeah, uh, another person, AI says, uh, or says Al, there is no truck driver shortage. Re- regulations make the job very frustrating. Mm. I'm about to get my license suspended over my logbook. Time to leave. Wow. It's almost like policy is shutting this stuff down. Exactly. Right. This is the power of, of government regulation. And this is when we need adaptability. Mm-hmm. Disasters. Freedom. Federalism. That's right. A La Gaming Channel says, A La Gaming Channel, I watched yesterday's live and you were talking about UBI. I'm not really a huge Yang fan anymore, but every time you mention UBI, it shows you don't really know much about his actual policy or you just choose not to know. I disagree. I think I know a decent amount because I followed him extensively and donated to him a lot. And I understand his policy position. It's a thousand bucks a month for every American and they forego other welfare in exchange for uh, this, this UBI. The problem is there are a lot of people who just want money i yeah i've heard he's gonna he wanted to put a vat tax on corporations so mm-hmm. like at every point in the supply chain the the cotton is grown and shipped to the the cotton manufacturer there's a there's a tax taken out that's part of the right. value add then the, the manufacturer ships it to the store there's a value added tax taken out then the store sells it to the person there's a value added tax taken out but then what's going to happen the concern is that if he puts that in place the corporations are going to raise the prices to compensate for that tax of course so the cost of the product is going to go up and, and then he gives everyone a thousand bucks, and then eventually a thousand bucks can't buy anything anymore. And so then people say a thousand isn't enough. We need two thousand. There's two thousand, and then here we so go. In order the cycle to never ends. that, you'd have to dictate that the corporations can't raise their prices, which is like fascist. You don't exactly. want the government. The, the yes, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You're right. <laughs> That's what it is. Otherwise, I love the concept, but man, I. I I, I'm not, I don't even like job economy and money. Yeah, I think headed towards a better place. I, I mean, it, it is a myth to think that the corporations pay corporate taxes. Biden keeps talking about we're going to raise the corporate tax rate. Did they really think that like like Ford Motor Company is like, oh boy, guys, we're not going to make as much money this year. We got to pay a higher tax bill, or are they just going to jack up the price of every single car? They're not going to pay anymore. Or go to taxes. or go to Mexico. Yeah, or like go or, or go to Mexico. My biggest problem with Yang, if I can just say really fast, I was home for Mother's Day in New York City, where my family is from, where I was born and raised. Blah blah blah. I saw a lot of his commercials on TV. Um, I don't like UBI, but I hate the fact that his his commercials are about we're going to invest in kids and make a better tomorrow and UBI. And I'm like. Have you looked around New York? Yeah. Like that is not the problems facing New York, Eric Yang and every Andrew 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 Yang Andrew, 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 Yang. Andrew Yang or anyone else running for government for mayor. Yeah. It was just total disconnect. Sorry, Doctor Doctor says climate change is to Democrats what nine eleven was to Republicans. For Dems, it is a vehicle to gain control of industry. For Republicans, it was a vehicle to trample on personal privacy rights. Instead of UBI, what about negative income tax by Milton Freeman? Perhaps. Yeah. Here's here's a good one. Uh, Seven Am Cruz says, what is your opinion on thorium molten salt reactor? <laughs> Holy cow. Um, I don't really have an opinion on that. I, I, uh, I consider myself a pretty well-versed expert on fossil fuels and on renewables, but that is outside of my pay grade. So I apologize. I'm not going to be able to answer that. Is that my, def- my, my general understanding is that they're excellent new technologies that will generate a massive re- energy uh, return on energy invested better than... Uh, I don't think it's better than petroleum, right? Uh, nuclear. 
Yeah. It's not, but, but it is really and, high. And the other thing I the only thing I know about thorium is that it's one of those things that for 40 years we've been talking about but no one's ever seemed to have been able to bring it to yeah, market. Yeah, people keep well, there's regulations. So they're asking yeah. me to talk about it on the show. I get messages. I think it, it's not radioactive, but it gets hot. So you can use it to melt salt and boil salt, which will then cause steam and uh, crank turbines, and the salt doesn't evaporate like water does. Interesting. And then we could desalinate water and use that salt to fill tanks, hmm. but uh, there would be dirt brine and other things, in the, so we'd have to purify it. Yeah, interesting. All right, let's see what we got here. Uh, Balian says, Tim, I have friends that worked on Keystone. A lot of those leaks were thought to be due to sabotage people who would come by, mm-hmm. uh, drill halfway into the pipe, and when it was turned on, it would blow the rest of the way through. Mm. And I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. Absolutely believe it. No, ecoterrorism is a real problem. It's been a problem for 30 years yep. in this country. Yep. Because people are just dumb. There was a there was a post, I'm not going to name the organization, where they, they wrote an anonymous article on how to derail trains. It's like, oh, great. That's that's stuff they, they they're, they're just lunatics. Yeah. I played Civilization 2, and the, one of the units was the eco-terrorist. I was like, what? That's horrible. But then I was like, well, these nuclear plants are causing all this pollution, and they want to stop the pollution. So they kind of made them seem like the good guy. Oh, they always do. Yeah. yeah. So why are they called terrorists? Because they're <laughs> blowing stuff up. <laughs> always good to blow up a nuclear plant. Yeah. That was the, the Final Fantasy VII. You played as an eco-terrorist in that game. It was like super popular game. And this is why we're losing the culture war. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. X, uh, LB Butcher says, as a former, as former private contractor, just having a gun for protection is silly. Look up James Yeager, modern Minuteman. You need to feed the rifle with love. All right. Let's see where we're at here. Trunin on a shop at a pressure, Betacaf Care says, they are never going to sell me on destroying our country because, uh, because of climate change when they won't say anything about China. I hear you. Mm. Greatest username ever. Silence Do Good says, sounds like Tim is realizing the same thing Joe Rogan is. This is extremely dangerous. Your staff and guest is well said. You don't have to be a Republican. You just have, you just have to be a loving person to see. Hmm. I'm not a Republican. I get called a token Republican a lot, but I don't, I don't think I am a How Republican. do you identify politically? What do you do? Uh, I, I guess if I had to call myself as something, I would like to call myself a Federalist. I mean, they existed back at the beginning of the country, but I truly believe in, in, in Federalism and the most local all power as as concentrated at the localist level so possible. Federalist does not mean you empower the federal government. It means you empower the local government. It, it, yeah, it, it, it's 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 the, the the principle under which our country was supposed to be founded, and which we lived for a long time until the Civil War, and then we concentrated yeah. everything in D.C. because we were afraid of states going rogue again, and then we built on that and built on that, and then you got an FDR, and then you got a, a Lyndon Johnson, and you got a George Bush, and and here we and are. Then- yeah. Yep. Dagal says hybrid vehicle technology, diesel generator in a car driving electric motors through a generator, less fuel than internal combustion, but allows electric vehicle tech to develop alongside fossil fuel phase out instead of instant industry destruction. Hmm. That sounds like uh, you'd lose energy, though, because you're, 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 you're converting it two steps. Instead of using the combustion immediately for mechanical energy, yeah. for kinetic energy, you're converting it to electricity with mechanical energy and then to, you know, electromagnetic 
force. It seems like it. Yeah, and know. in every conversion, you lose a, a, right. a large percentage of, of potential energy. Yeah. Jay Neighbor says, Tim, I heard your comment the other night. I am that fat truck driver from Dubuque you mentioned, and I am not racist. I thought you. you would like to know. <laughs> so I just was like shouted out like, you know, the working class guy is like a fat truck driver from Dubuque, and they're calling him a white supremacist because he voted for Trump. But he's not a racist. So, but he's but he's not. He's that, that's that's not, the yeah. point. It's like a regular working yeah. class guy. He's like not a racist. Yeah. But the Democrats yeah. say he is. <laughs> Samuel Eddy says, we will build communist crushing robots with capitalist steel. It's proven that it's better quality and higher tech, and we can get paid to do it. Mm. What was uh, uh, Liberty Prime from Fallout 3? (laughs) No, what is it? You're looking the wrong way, Tim. I don't don't game. I'm sorry. In Fallout 3, so uh, to fight the communists, the U.S. built a giant robot called Liberty Prime, and it's like yelling things about crushing communists. (laughs) It's a giant robot. Nice. (laughs) It's hilarious. Best robot ever. Let's build it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, someone may have done it. Redoubt Production says, Daniel, thoughts on nuclear energy energy going forward in the U.S.? I don't get why green energy people reject nuclear so hard. It seems to be a bridge to their goal to get pure green. Why ignore nuclear yeah. entirely? Isn't it crazy how, like, in, in the Green New Deal, nuclear energy is also banned? Like, the, the, the green movement does not consider nuclear to be well, it's, green. It's because it's a solution to their problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's true. I, look, I, I always go to the example of, of France that gets around 90% of their electricity from nuclear power. And if the French can do it, no offense to France, the French can do it. <laughs> America certainly could do it. I think the concern is meltdowns of yep. corium. So it's like the type of nuclear because there's fusion, there's thorium. Those are both nuclear reactions, nuclear power. But when you have like uranium nuclear power that melts down and, and the corium burns through the melts through the stone yeah. casing into the earth and then into the dirt and goes into the and, and is in thorium there radioactive. Salt do that, though. No, not th- yeah. Thorium doesn't do that. But I think they're afraid of uranium. Uh, nuclear power because of the meltdown capability. I've talked to so many nuclear engineers who say that nuclear capability now is nothing the way it was 30, 40, 50 years ago, but we've never been able to build it. But we have, but only for the military. Yeah. We have nuclear-powered military ships. Why can't we have nuclear-powered cruise ships? It's illegal. All right. Robert Gonzalez says, if blue states are spending their money in red states, that's taking cash flow out of the blue and adding it to the red state. Wouldn't that strengthen the circulatory cash flow in the red state? No, because what happens is the red states are working and producing things. The blue states aren't. And then the blue states get money printed by the government to go and extract the value from the people working in the red states. And then once all of the money is out of the blue states, they'll cry again and the government will print more money and give it to them. And then they'll go to the red states where they're doing hard work and keep taking from them. And there you go. That's the cycle. It's not that simple, mind you, but, you know, there you go. I love, again, the left is like the cities are generating the GDP. Just because your cost of living is so high and you write stupid articles about Brad Pitt's junk does not mean you are producing things. Sorry. I guess technically that is a product. It's not one I think we need. No. Not really. This episode should be called Brad Pitt's junk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's like, Brad it's, the, it's the go-to mockery yeah. I do for, for New York media. Yeah. You know, yeah, seven times your cheeseburger looked like Brad Pitt's I junk. just watched a, <laughs> a clip from <laughs> Legends of the Fall oh, last quick. night. You guys ever see that movie, Legends uh-huh. of the Fall? Yeah. And, wait, 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 and, and each, so each page is only one photo. And you got to click next every time. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Pop-up ad. Like 37 yep. clicks in one article. Yeah, because every other click is an ad, and then it's like... Power hey, Delamar says Sean Parnell announces bid for PA's 2022 U.S. Senate seat. 
Oh, it'd be fun. That to guy's have him awesome. On again. Yeah, Sean Parnell's great. Yeah, uh, you had him on the show a couple uh, times, twice, three times. And we're having him oh, on again. Yeah. He's super. Yeah. Sean's a cool dude. Yeah, no, yeah. huge <laughs> fan. Huge fan. I've yeah. never met him. He's good. yeah, definitely be great. Um, one of the so cool. yeah, yeah, one of the few candidates I actually contributed to last cycle. Right on. Yeah, he's his ad was amazing. Cool. Yeah. Like walking through the warehouse or whatever. Yeah, like the went viral. Dollar Shave Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Model. Yeah. Dollar Dollar Sean Club. So smart. Big fan. Oh, I'm like a fanboy. Yeah, that's so clever. I love it. All right, here we go. We got uh, Joe Sullivan says, I'm a trucker working the road right now. Truckers aren't worried about fuel shortage. We can get fuel from farther out to make sure we have enough. Tell people to not worry about getting food and fuel. Tell them to get the hell out of my way. (laughs) There you go. Very fair. Brony Ninja says you should check out Dungeon Full Dive on Kickstarter. It brings it. uh, It looks to bring D&D to VR. They're blowing past stretch goals regularly. I've backed it for twelve hundred bucks, and I have, and I'll have a painting of myself in the lobby for my reward tier. Wow, that might be fun. All right, that sounds amazing. Shark Lunch says Ian Hammurabi was an a hole, ruined women's rights. Gudea was the better Mesop- Mesopotamian king. I didn't know that. Thank oh, you. Interesting. Yeah, sometimes the greatest kings were not good people, mm. but they're they're remembered for what they did, not how they acted. I guess technically it's similar. What you do is how you act. Yeah. CWG, a.k.a. Jeremiah, says, while hitchhiking, I heard about all of this going down and I didn't want to go into the next town because I thought I'd be killed. But I always needed more water. Now I'm thinking about going out hitchhiking again. Good luck if you do. I mean, I don't know if you're supposed to do that. Isn't it like illegal? Can't hitchhike or something? You know, I thought a good movie script would be people in post-apocalypse looking for water and they have to go deep underground in like deep caves to search for it. Uh, are the sea people there? Yeah, something like yes, that. Yes, of course they are. Sea people. I want to learn more about the sea people. Oh, it's crazy. I'd never heard of them. Terrifying. Okay, I gotta look them up. Jeffrey Grunt says, there is no war in Bossing Say. Don't you mean who is John Galt? Yeah. Oh, yes, Ooh. that too. There is no war in Galt's Gulch. There are five lights? There are four lights. There are four lights in Galt's Gulch where mm-hmm. there's no war. There you go. Grantacus says... The labor shortage is hard in the carpenter field. I'm 19, and I haven't seen anyone my age work in the field. I started when I was 12 working with my dad. I worked all across southern Ohio, and the youngest man I saw on the field was 22. Mm. Check this out. They're giving people $16 an hour not to work. That means there are a lot of people who, who should be working who are young and need to start developing these skills. There is a year where there's going to be a gap in basic trade skills. You think that's just going to just disappear? No, no, no. What do you think is going to happen in 10 years? We're going to have stunted trades. We're going to have a period where it's like, who's going to fix your toilet? Who's going to build your house or repair your, your the damage to your house? Or who's going to help fix your car? And the people who should be learning how to do this didn't work. They skipped that year, maybe even two years. Look what's going on. It's still it's still happening. Yeah. Two generations. Yep. It's concerning. Not, not, not two generations, oh, just two years. It, it, it compounds. So if you don't know what you're doing next year, it's going to be harder to get better. Mm-hmm. You kind of almost take a step back if you don't go forward. Yeah, I'm really worried about these kids who are missing school. That's really going to affect them in the future. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I hope they're okay. It's like all these parents that force their kids to play soccer, and the kid just wanted to learn how to play the violin. Right. And now we have all these fat kids playing soccer, and we are missing a whole crop of violin players. Yep. Right? It's like, but my son plays soccer. Mm-hmm. Put him in the darn violin. So, yes, we're like, we now we will miss all these trade because we sent them off to go get an economics degree. I don't want yeah. to be an economics degree. I want to be a carpenter. Uh-huh. Can't do that. Big Got Red says, degree. can confirm gas is scarce in Tennessee. Premium and diesel only at every gas station in my town outside of Nashville. Wow. More because of panic buying than anything else, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
Kevin Landaverde says, Ian is the poor man's Alex Jones. LOL. I love Alex. <laughs> the poor man's? That's a so good. Well, Alex is very wealthy. I love it. <laughs> there you go. AR says, solar, panel, solar panels are more environmentally harmful than nuclear, produce more toxic waste metals. Manufacturing them releases NF3, which is a thousand times worse than CO2. Wow. Boom. There is no perfect energy, it? but let's just right. have that conversation. NF3, is that what they said? NF3? Yeah. Nitrogen fluorine Perfect energy. What would Fluoride? perfect energy be? Yeah. Know. We're all looking for it, but we, we we talk about solar and wind like it's flawless and, and a perfect solution, and it's not. They have drawbacks. Fossil fuels have drawbacks. We we live in the real world. We don't live in fantasy land. It's called nitrogen oh. trifluoride. Oh. Apparently it's uh, Tom Just Tom says, diesel electric hybrids are more efficient than mechanical drivetrains. Regenerative braking as energy saved. See trains. Stored power in batteries and surface area for solar. Interesting. Hmm. I like it. Point. I have a Prius. I love it. I went from getting like 16 miles a gallon to 42 Ooh, in nice. Los Angeles. Incredible. Nice. All right. So we'll just do uh, one more here. We got uh, Babada says, Yeonmi Park is a North Korean defector YouTuber. Please get her on here. Call Joe Rogan and get her on there as well. I, I, a lot of people are always telling me like, Tim, call Joe Rogan. I can't just call Joe Rogan and be like, Joe, hey, here's, here's your list of guests for this month. It doesn't work. <laughs> That's not how things happen. I would uh, like to have Miss Park on, though. But that would be cool. Absolutely. Especially mm-hmm. with uh, uh, in, in the event where there's any more you know, escalation or conflict happening. Yeah. But uh, all right. Let's see. We, can, we, can, we just grab uh, – we'll grab one more, one more Super Chat. Uh, okay. Just a simple question here from Rick Bird. He says, have you talked about what's happening uh, – what, what – have you talked about what me happening in Israel? You mean what is happening in Israel? Only very – a little – only a, a mm-hmm. little bit. I am uh, not the biggest expert or anything like that. We mentioned the 13-story building crumbling down, and a lot of people are freaking out about that. It's not just people on the left. I'm even seeing, like, defenders of—it's I mean, interesting right now. A lot of the pro-Palestinian crowd on Twitter are, are condemning Hamas and saying that the Palestinians are suffering. And I think, that, I think it's right. I think it's the, the, the actions of bad people. And then a lot of people at the same time are criticizing Israel for knocking down a 13-story residential building to go after some of these extremists. It's not a pretty situation, man. It's hard. It's hard to deal with. But um, what's the gist? Uh, I was reading a little about it. That someone fired rockets and yeah, the... Hamas fired just a volley. The rockets. So These videos are insane, man. I, I, I know. I I have had friends in Israel tell me the stories when they're like sitting down in their bedroom and then all of a sudden they hear explosions and the air raid sirens go off and they can see the shrapnel and they have like Iron Dome. The Iron Dome defense is basically then... they fire missiles at the missiles. And, and then works. they just unload in retaliation. And they're, they're, they're not completely effective. It's not even like retaliation. No, they go, they go they're after the, the missile sites. And then the what, missile sites. And they'll hide the missile sites in like schools residential and, areas. Yeah. Schools and hospitals and things like that. So it's complicated, man. It's hard. And, and the this, missiles could be like a shoulder mounted. Do they do shoulder mounted? No, rock? I don't think so. I mean, I don't think so. No, these are, these are pretty intense rockets that are traveling like 70 miles or more. And they're I, getting more and more advanced. I do have one question, Tim. Wasn't Palestine having a hard time getting the vaccine because they didn't have funding? Because they seem to have a lot of rockets for somebody to, who doesn't have any funding. Well, there's a big difference the between vaccine. the Palestinian people who are in you know, crisis yeah. and Hamas, the terror groups who are smuggling we- weapons that's in fair. from Iran and things like that or you know, funded by. But uh, all right. Well, so we'll, we'll leave it there. Make sure you subscribe to this channel. Hit the like button. Hit the notification bell and go to TimCast.com because we will have that bonus segment coming up at 11 p.m. with the with more of the conversation. We'll talk about more of these stories. You can follow the show on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TimCastIRL. You can share our videos, help the channel, and you can check us out on Instagram at TimCastIRL. We do the show Monday through Friday live at 8 p.m., so thanks for hanging out. And again, TimCast.com. You can also check out that To The Moon Dogecoin shirt we have pinned in the chat, which uh, get one if you like. I think it's a pretty funny <laughs> shirt. 
Hey, we don't we didn't put Doge on or anything. It's just a Shiba, but it's funny. Uh, you want to shout anything out, Daniel? Yeah, Daniel Turner, uh, powerthefuture dot com. You can also see me on social media at uh, Twitter at Daniel Turner PTF. And it is always great to be on this show. It's a great time and great Thanks conversation. For coming, really Thanks was good to see you again, man. Thank you. You guys in the chat, you rock. You super chat. I love you guys. That's so fun. Thanks for coming. I'm Ian Crossland. Hit me up at iancrossland.net. dot You can also check out in our store. The uh, Don't Fight an Alligator Underwater mug. That's I'll right. Have I have not confirmed this yet, but the art is fantastic. And I'm looking forward to cool. getting one for myself. I don't know if these are for sale, but I got a harumph. I don't think yeah. we saw those. These are really, this is a yeah, special one. Uh, one of a kind. Thanks to whoever sent that. <laughs> I love Thanks, it. guys. Awesome. Well, I cannot wait to see that mug. I'm really excited for all our new merch. And you can follow me at Sarah Patch Lids on Twitter and join me in my quest to have as many or more followers than Sarah Patch Kids. And, of course, you can follow me at TimCast across the board. We will see you all over at TimCast.com. Thanks for hanging out. Bye, guys. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.